D&D nerds go hand in hand. Let's get started, gents. Open a can. Yeah! Welcome to D&D nerds. We had a little technical difficulties, but we think we're doing better now. Uh, I was ready to blame anyone but me, but of course it was me. So, <laughs> uh, here we are. You're on the island of Twern, where you uh, got some Gith Yankee friends, uh, because you love to make friends, and they ride red dragons. But you're not intimidated by that, because you have a cool airship. And uh, the locals, who did not believe there were Gith Yankee, gave you some sheep, which you fed to the red dragon. Right. Now and you are headed, some berserkers. And, and crucially, some berserkers, which you may or may not feed to the red dragon. <laughs> Depends on the berserkers. Yeah. Uh, anything I need to know about things you're doing in Twern before we, you, you go? Or should we just have Mike recap ad, in addition to what I just said? Mike? I mean, that, that was the, the just the, so we went to Neverwinter and we did a bunch of where are they now bits. With, we did. Uh... <laughs> it was a little VH1-y uh, there. <laughs> um, you know, the the temple there, Storm Sanctuary was doing well. Um, Harper's Harper not so well. Harper's was deserted. Um, Gilby is leaving in disgrace. Mm-hmm. Um, we got he our was a one-hit wonder. Yeah. We got our airship. We christened the airship. It was a big party. We hallowed it. We decided uh, in between sessions that we were going to use the tongues effect in the hallow. So everybody can understand. The fact that you decided that 15 minutes before the game is hardly between (laughs) sessions, but I'll allow it. You know, if you score a touchdown with five (laughs) seconds to go in the game, it's still in the game. All right. Um, right. And then we, um, I I guess my my hallowing counted as the sermon because I was supposed to give us, Ingvar was supposed to give a sermon before he left. Yeah, I noticed that. We just kind of, but whatever. Yeeted on over uh, to Twern to try to recruit. Well, you did the... stop at, at uh, oh, yeah. Gunderlin. We stopped at, at, at Gunderlin on Gunbark to check in there, and the Harpers were a mess. It was like just full on startup culture, um, no direction. <laughs> and Grim kind of put him in line with his, you know, coffin. Spy on the local king yeah. so I can usurp him. Mm-hmm. Right. But, which but with an eight, not it's doing. not clear they're going to be doing that again. <laughs> Um, so just a bunch of idiots there. Um, and then, uh, yeah, that after that brief destruction, went over to Tuern where um, Osul, Osul, the, the high king there, um, was adamant that Githyanki didn't exist and that we should just give him our ship. And then we went and fought fire giants in order to win over the favor of the Githyanki uh, leader there, the matriarch. She still and thinks she, you're a little puny, but she's willing to yeah. give you a shot. Um, and so we brought three young Githyanki on young red dragons back to utter You actually us. don't know how old the Githyanki are. Sarth Trados is probably older than you. Oh yeah, that's true. I think she used the term young, but yeah, in terms but she's of she's also a veteran of 12 yeah. worlds, if I remember 12 right. worlds. Yeah. So, so, but yeah, they, they gave us some nice harem sheep, which we fed to the dragons mm-hmm. and, um, the team of berserkers and we're i think about ready to to leave Uttersea for i think for the purple Vilkstead. rocks yeah mm-hmm. uh, right so there's two pur- there's two main purple rocks there's lots of little purple rocks but there's two main purple rocks trisk and utheral <laughs> and the only thing you've heard about anything on anything is that Vilkstead is on utheral mm-hmm. so you're yeah, probably yeah. headed there um the um the, the rough sketch of a of an idea of a plan was to um, land on the far side of the island, uh, and you know, hide our our ship, and then wander on into Vilkstead, saying, "Hey, our ship crashed. Uh, uh, here we are, trying to go in all you know, conversation like at mm-hmm. first to see what's up." 
Um, yeah. Is that still the plan, everyone? Okay. Works for me. All right. Um, should we roll to see if you encounter anything en route, as it were? Like a kraken. Just, I mean, it, 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 it could it, happen. We know they're in the, the area. Right. <laughs> in Just general. Right into it. <laughs> Fight that and then go see what's going on at Milkstead. Right. 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 Uh, I see a two on a D6 roll, which means uh, nothing major encountered. But as you get closer to, so it's the middle of summer, actually. It's Iliant, which is like, july um in forgotten realms calendar or maybe it's june i can't remember um and so it's it's summer but it's still you're pretty far north right so it's it's chilly um but the weather's actually been fairly pleasant in twern but as you get closer and closer to the purple rocks there's just more and more clouds to the point where uh by the time you are approaching Uthral, you can't tell when it's night and day except by the hourglasses on your ship um so it, it's just getting dimmer and dimmer and dimmer. And there's just more and more clouds. And uh, you wouldn't call it a storm, but it's just like darker and darker clouds. But I'm sure that's cool. I mean, it, it, it'd be cooler if it was storms. Well, it's definitely cooler weather, too. It's, it's, there's, you, in fact, you see a few snow flurries uh, and the winds are getting worse. But again, not, you wouldn't call it a storm. Wouldn't call it an extra D10 on call lightning. You would not call it an extra D10 on call lightning. <laughs> That's that's how we would quantify that. That's there's two types of weather: extra D10 on cold lightning and not. This is still not. Didn't we decide that we loaded our mangonels with, uh, or, our, or or we have cannons that are shooting, you know, cloud uh, seeding stuff like all the time? Just you know, there's always. I think we talked about it. Yeah. Um, so that's what's happening. Um, you come in sight of Vilkstead, you think, or uh, not Vilkstead, Utherall, which is, uh, you know, mountainous. And um, it even in the dim light, it does have kind of a purplish hue to it. Uh, you're not really sure if that's the rock itself or, or clouds surrounding it, but you can see why it's called the Purple Rocks pretty immediately. Um, so is, uh, you find a handy uh, uninhabited cove. Uh, and you stash your airship there, uh, and the red dragons hunt local goats, and um, your berserkers, you know, start telling tall tales to the <laughs> to the soldiers from Neverwinter. I don't know. Um, I'm assuming Watkin is staying on ship. Bess is staying on ship, and every every other NPC is staying on ship. Is that accurate? I mean, Just the four of you there's... wandering into town. You're not going to bring your talking giant crab who sings Valkyrie names. No. Because that would probably go fine. <laughs> is, is there some sort of pointless yet dangerous task we can set Watkin to? Mm-hmm. Um, the limit is your imagination. Uh, we'll have, have him uh, you know, explore Trisk. You know, like, hey, just go, just go over there. Just he, what, he, what happens is he finds some locals <laughs> and, and actually, uh, Mike uh, Lightfoot, <laughs> please roll a, a, a check for him, a charisma check to try to convert them. I think he has at least plus three charisma. He does not do well. Uh, no, there, there, yeah, does not, does not even, he, he doesn't know the secret of the exploding chickens, uh, routine. Right. Ingvar is really pleased at that nine, though. Ingvar is yeah. like, thank goodness for a sweet, sweet nine. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, trying to take over the Hall of Black Waves for me. You gotta be getting He might, yeah, he, he's definitely been, uh, he's definitely been doing some, once he saw you doing sending with Vok Dorn, uh, Dorn, <laughs> he, he started doing that too. And he's, every time you talk to him, he's like busy texting with, with, uh, <laughs> Hang on. (laughs) Yep. So that's what's happening with Watkin. And Watkins, Watkins doing pretty well too. Oh, good. Um, good. 
All right, so you're you're in a, a rocky mountainous terrain, and you estimate, based on your nautical charts, that it is uh, roughly a day's travel over rocky terrain of unknown um, interior island to get to Vilkstead. You set out in, well, you don't know what time it is. Do you set out in what you think is morning or what you think is night? We think is morning. Okay. Um, at, roll... at, at first, fake light. <laughs> Great. Roll me 2d6 to see if you encounter any weird things en route. En route? Uh, not to be confused with en croute, which means in a pastry crust. Um, so a four and a three, uh, you do not... Uh, in fact, the island is eerily deserted, let's say. Eventually, you come within sight of the walls of what can only be Vilkstead because there's obviously nothing else on this heaven-forsaken rock. So let me change us over to that map. Just for fun and giggles, I want to see if uh, if Grim notices that it was. Uh, I just want to see if he notices that it was built there. <laughs> like uh, you said, it was obvious. I just want to see if. It well, really it was. might not be obvious to everyone. That's true. <laughs> in fact, connoisseurs of this campaign's maps will notice that this is, in fact, the same map from Fiskerbach. They they were built by the same architect. Mm, yes, they, they were both planned communities by the same. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Same model home company. A PUD, a planned underdark development. I knew it. Um, but yeah, since we didn't do much in Fiskerbach proper and I needed a map, this seemed convenient. So um, as you approach, there, there's kind of a river to your right. There's a, what looks like a, a town gate in front of you, um, which is definitely staffed by some berserkers. You, you, we can be further away than where I placed your markers. Just, just That's just so they're on the map. Uh, off to the right across the river um, is up on a kind of a hill. There's this castle um it's not much of a castle but you know for this place it's a castle um and it looks like there's a squat town of probably what is that three four dozen buildings um and uh, um, the whole place is is dark and windy and cold it's actually snowing here but not called lightning snowing um (laughs) but definitely snow is actually coming down um and even though it's uh, basically the middle of summer Hey. John, what was that? Sorry, not, I, th- I thought I was muted. Okay, you were not. You are not. Everyone else is, but you're not. Um, what do you do from far away or from up close? So does this area right here, <clears throat> it, like, are we able to just kind of go over there sneakily and see what's going on over this side? Uh, no, well, not really. No, those are those are uh, pretty decent looking walls surrounding the, the castle over on the right. Um. So one of the threads was related to the um, sh- uh, shrine or temple of Valkyr. Um, I mean, f- just from a distance, is there anything that looks temple-ish style architecture, right? Like, uh, or not, right? Like, no, I'm, I'm sure we could, once we actually get in there, we can do more searching, but what can we uh-huh. see from a distance? So yeah, Galron climbs up the tallest local dead tree. Older. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, uh, um, Gets out his spyglass or somebody's yes. spyglass yes. and uh, is you know checking mm-hmm. it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, make me a um, perception. Perception it is. And 18 total. With 18, you don't see anything mm-hmm. that, well, you probably see something that looks like a temple, but you're pretty sure it's a temple of Umberly or Slarkrithel. Sure, sure. Um, is it's, it's very tentacle themed. Um, uh-huh. In fact, it, it, you see something that looks like it is built to look like a squid resting on its tentacles. Uh, you know, it's it's definitely okay, taller than okay. the surrounding buildings, 
And at first you think it is a giant squid and that's pretty yeah. disconcerting, but eventually you figure out it's not moving uh, and it, it there's actually windows. Uh, so mm-hmm. you think that it is actually a temple, but you don't think okay. that it is or was a temple of Valkyr. Okay. Can he see if this is a break in the wall right here? Are you talking about- you're not oh, on oh, that oh. side. You're So you're actually like 200 yards this way. So you don't know that that break okay. in the wall does or doesn't like- exist. Over okay. here. That, that's really what I was. <clears throat> yeah. There, from where you are, you would have no knowledge, knowledge of a potential break in wall there. Okay. How about right here? This area right here. Can he see what's like this? This looks broken. Is it? I guess. No, that's that that's like shanty towns and market. Okay. Fair enough. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that, that's really the only you know particular thread that I was thinking. But of, but uh, on an eighteen, you you mean you do see several mm-hmm. paths leading out of town. Maybe one of them goes to it. I, if you do, I, I draw try them the map first. I draw them a map of the town, and it looks like this. It looks of. roughly like this, except for the, <laughs> the non-knowledge I... of the break in the wall, where Mike <laughs> wants to know about the break in the wall. Only thing I don't know about. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Is. It... Just trying to is this building right here? Is this below? So this is another set of walls, and then this is this is on a hill, or this yeah, entirety is on a hill. I'm trying to so sloping up from the river, right? Okay. Like if you put the river at just above sea level, up here would be like easily fifty or sixty feet above sea level where the castle is, and that's okay. that's pretty steep, like not impassable, but it's a noticeable hill, right? From, right from the river up to that. Yeah. So this yeah. So this path right here is just like which would be our straight shot is uphill. is, is uphill uh-huh yeah okay um how far from where we are to like 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 what can we see over here by the um here yeah yeah right here by the so you think that sea. that seems to be actually uh cliffs down to the sea so there's a rise uh on both sides of the river right the river uh obviously enters the sea at sea level um and the the docks are are pretty much along sea level but then pretty quickly like where this wall is um is it it becomes a a cliff going down to the sea so so if you were to go here to this edge that would you would be standing on a cliff overlooking the sea down probably between 15 and 50 feet depending kind of where you are so it kind of quickly rises up on both sides it's it's built you know kind of in this little saddle yeah because i'm just trying to think you know the last time when did um we we the last time we went head <clears throat> head first into a building that had a, a back kind of c entrance it didn't necessarily go great for us um so i'm kind of thinking do we want to try to make our way i guess what's what are what are we trying to do are we trying to scope it out or are we trying to to get in because if we're trying to get in it makes sense to try to come all the way somehow over here and then come in kind of through this back section yeah my understanding right was that you were going to come in talking and and say to the locals hey we our ship crashed can we shelter here but it sounds then, now like you're proposing a sneak in well because we're going to run you said there's there's uh there's berserkers at the gate yeah i mean they're they're, they live they're, here. Quote the city guard, or the, you know, they right. live here, right? Yeah, of course. Okay, so, I mean, yeah, yeah I'm I mean, just, I, yeah. I'm thinking just like going. It doesn't there and, doesn't mean the moment they see you, they'll attack. That's it, just there are. No, 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 no I gate. know, but but it's we have to somehow convince them, and then like I'm just thinking if we if there's a city guard, like we're not gonna like 
there's a less likelihood of us getting to the locals, right? Like they're probably going to take us. Well, in. the most likely thing is that they would take you in to see the king. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, they take us in. So, do we want that, or I do we that want you did. to? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that's, I that's, that, that makes sense. Yeah, but if you I'm don't, that's fine too. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, mean I, I thought that's what we wanted, but I'm just confirming that that that's what we want. Yeah. I think, I think that's, that's a, like, you know, a good a plan as any to get it started, to get it kicked off. Right. You right. Know, go in there, roll, you know, roll deception to be like, Hey, this is what we're, well, this is why we're walking across your Island and showing up out of nowhere more or less. Um, and then just kind of, see where it goes but you know mostly yeah. from the perspective of yeah take us to someone who, who really knows what's going on so we can talk to them and with the goal before we get there right of, oh, thank you that's uh, like my next question. yeah of okay we're talking to the person whoever that is right we want to our my understanding of our goals are find out the connection between the kraken society which i believe like that's the people here right they're connected to the kraken society it's why we came here in the first place and what their connection is with slarkathel slash mind flayers slash pirates right i mean that's a pretty broad statement right but like so, i mean I, I don't think we want to go in there accuse them of like hey you're worshiping you know pollsters we were just right. wondering right. what's your right. relationship with the following groups right. just just on a scale of one to seven with seven <laughs> being you know, most of <laughs> seven being very close <laughs> right uh, this will take 15 minutes scales. um so so yeah you, I, i'm kind of thinking do we say that we were attacked by, by the Kraken that they worship or not necessarily the Kraken, but just say like something came out of the water. Ooh, something came out of the sky um, or the uh, sky. Right. Like really not us, of course, but you know, <laughs> but like there was that, uh, that, that, uh, that the mind player like ship thing that we you know, dealt with that one time. Um, and we could just yeah, kind of riff on that. Like, Hey, it, it attacked us. We're the only survivors of our ship. That's why we're so, you know, ragged. Or do and... we say it was, yeah, do we say it was the dragons? Like, we got attacked oh, by sure. the dragon. Yeah. Like, because ostensibly they're enemies, I mean, of the red dragon. So if we say we got attacked by a red dragon, maybe mm. they'll bring mm. us in sympathetic. Yeah, and we were able to get away, but the rest these of our guys have even encountered the red dragons, but yeah. yeah. I, I like that well enough. I mean, it's it's a story. I mean, we're, we're just going to roll for it and see how well it does anyway. But I like uh, uh, I, I like that approach. Yeah. Hey, some dra- you know, a, a, near, a nearby red dragon attacked us. Uh, we got away. We're here. Um, yeah. Right. So I have my uh, my muddiest, most humble cloak on mm-hmm. atop, saying I'm a, you know, but it looks a little you know over like your red dragon marine. scale armor. Right, 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 right. <laughs> so, and then uh, with my, my final thought is, like, that's our goal for, like, the immediate here. But then with the follow-on goal of we still, my understanding here, want to kill the, find the layer of the Kraken and kill the Kraken, because that sounds cool. I mean, in part, right? That's almost good enough. But, then, like, like there's the Kraken that we want to, de- to, to defeat that they worship. So be sensitive on that when talking to them. Um and uh, ultimately, uh, when Sensitive we do that, issue. right? When we do feel like work. <laughs> when we do that, <laughs> be sensitive to those in your company who worship Kraken. Right. That's right. Um, that and also, uh, what we want to know about the the Valkyrian Temple. I'm not 100 percent sure how that like all fits in, other than like, hey, we learned about it that it used to be here 50 years ago. It existed right. and 30 years ago. It didn't, and blah blah blah. Um, but that's, sounds that's like it. you're approaching the gates. Sounds like it to me. <laughs> You're approaching the gates, and they obviously, uh, you know, want to talk to you before they let you into the town and say, who are you and why are you here? Now is your chance to tell them. 
the thing, whatever the thing is. They look at Grimm because he looks like the mightiest warrior. And say, oh, we were we were attacked. Our ship, uh, this is like the southeast of the island, right? Or the southwest? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So on the other side of the island, like we were coming from the northeast from whatever that is over there, or the northwest rather. And we uh, we were coming through a bank of fog and something mm-hmm. something came out of the sky. And we saw flashes of red and just teeth and claws, just and our boat sank. And we were able to, you know, kind of get, there seemed to be some rocks. I mean, there's a lot of thick fog, but, you know, I don't think any of our men survive. Um, Like, we're, we're, you know, you're the first people that we've come up across as we've traveled across the island. Um, You know, we're, we were. We're we're at your mercy, and we're we're seeking aid. We're we're wounded travelers seeking aid. They don't seem hostile. They seem uh, uh, sympathetic to your plight, um, and they say we'll we'll take you um, to our king, and he will know uh, how to help you best. Um, they say that their king's name is. Hang on. Uh, they say. Where is it? So here, here's a couple of things you notice actually. Um, amongst themselves, they speak a language that is not common. It is. It sounds like a, a, like a, a man um, drowning and coughing at the same time. It's it's like this. I can't even try to make that sound. But like, imagine you know somebody drowning and coughing at the same time. Um, that is how. And it, it it or something that is some of the sounds. And some of the sounds are like slushing ooze, uh, but they're made with the human voice somehow. They're talking to each other. Do any of you happen to speak deep speech? It, it, Just curious i don't think so no but we've we've heard this same this speech before right like we heard it um who was it there was someone who who had the extra tentacles that Mm -hmm. like not that that you've definitely encountered some some purple rock folk uh before right some of the kraken priests you've encountered have been from here you also notice that these guys smell bad they smell like fish and rotting onions um Okay. But but they seem nice enough, even though so, their skin is a little rubbery and and they look kind of like Mitch McConnell. They, I'm... <laughs> so so I've got Aquan, Arin, Ignin, Primordial, and Terran. If that any of those hit, no, it doesn't. It doesn't seem okay. to be a dialect of any of those. Primordials. I've got Elvish. Do ya? <laughs> um, I'll let you know. <laughs> um, and the the population seems to be mostly. Um, Middle-aged men. You don't see any women anywhere. You don't see any old people anywhere. You don't see any young people anywhere. It's pretty much all men. Republican Party. Um, (laughs) Oh, white dudes. When, as we're walking, whenever I get a chance, I I feel like like they're not paying very close attention to us. I'm going to try to surreptitiously cast tongues on Galron so that he can understand what's going on. If you're trying to do that surreptitiously, I want a stealth roll from you. Already. Versus their passive perception of like eleven. Okay, so they'll notice, but. Maybe they don't care. Um, so Galron now understands them as they slush to each other. And they're basically talking about like, oh, these outsiders, I wonder if their story is true. And like, I wonder how they survived. And like, I wonder if we can find their shipwreck and raid it. And, you know, like normal things for them to be talking about, right? Um, so um, you do notice uh, that some of them also have like web fingers and toes. Um, and, you know, some of them have kind of folded skin on their necks that resembles gills, but it's, it's probably cool. I mean, how close they are, are they to Tritons here? Not at all. Okay. I guess I'm not quite clear on what Zero. All right. Yeah. Does Mitch McConnell look like a Triton to you? <laughs> it looks like a turtle. Turtle, yeah. Yeah, no. <laughs> the, yeah, so. Um, 
It's like okay, a cross between Mitch McConnell and one of those like blobfish. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. So Mitch McConnell. So Mitch McConnell. Um, so they lead you to the kind of the town square, and you uh, you can kind of see the harbor from there, and then they you hang a right and you head up the hill uh, to Castle Vilkstead, right? Um, and they say that they're taking you to see um, Sea King Frannis. Uh, so he already killed the sea king. Well, but that was the, they, they don't know that. It's a different sea. <laughs> Bal- Bal- like, we just killed a sea king. <laughs> no Bal- what, did we, what, what did we talk about sensitivity trading ten minutes ago? <laughs> <laughs> he, he was he was busy. He had another meeting. Um, <laughs> um, okay, so I'm going to change maps again because I have a map for this Castle Milkstead. Here we go. All right, so they take you to Castle Vilkstead. Here we are. There's a couple of, uh, like, you know, um, commoners in cloaks uh, that have uh, a fishy look to them um, in more ways than one. Uh, they're at the doors, and, but they let you in. Um, and go ahead and move yourselves into here. Uh, you're being accompanied by some berserkers, um, which I didn't put on map, but they're there. Um, and they're sort of marching you through here. And you come into this room here, and you observe the following scene, which I will describe. Um, hang on a second. Right. Uh, so you, through the dilapidated doorway, uh, there's a couple of um, sort of sleepy looking dudes. Uh, and um, you pass through this chamber uh, and the, the walls are engraved with crashing wave motifs. And there's uh, this kind of low trench in the middle of the floor. And there's a five foot hole in the middle of the trench. And uh, three uh, warrior-type dudes are leading a bound uh, commoner toward the hole, and they throw him in uh, while observed by uh, another figure in a head-to-toe black veil. So you observe that going on. They throw a dude down. He screams. Um, and you, then you hear uh, like a thwack uh, and, a, and a splash. Um, Are there any tentacle sounds down there? Uh, well, make me a perception roll, let's just say. It's an interesting question. Well... I mean, it's it's better than a, a, a splat without a 21. splash. Nat 20. Nat 20. On a nat 20, here's the following things you notice, Grim. Grim notices, but doesn't have the opportunity necessarily to convey to everyone. Grim notices that the head-to-toe black veiled figure is actually floating slightly off the ground and definitely has some kind of tentacly movement behind its face mask. He also probably hears... Uh, sounds from below other than the other than um the tide washing in and out of some sea cave he hears uh, uh some kind of speech he doesn't understand and thing uh things taking away the body that was just thrown down but everyone acts like this is perfectly normal and they just keep marching you through the room you do anything that i need to know about are there other commoners like do they have a stack of them like cordwood or like what's <laughs> going on like, no it was just the one guy uh, and right. then all that remains is the warriors and the and this veiled black figure well, it seems like the damage is done and this is their home i mean yeah well, right. sort of okay so anyway um oh for all um, we know it was an execution for a murder but make me uh a wisdom save DC 15. So 15. Oh, sorry. Charisma save. Oh, not wisdom. Well, I think, it, I, I don't know. Either <laughs> one. Wisdom or charisma, whichever you like. All of us? Yeah, yeah all of you. All right. Everybody gets a plus three because mm-hmm. I'm sure you're all within. You're in some aura. Yeah. <laughs> so only Grim right. fails. <laughs> Man, good thing I have a plus 11. He could help others, but he couldn't help himself. You have a plus 11 on that? Holy cow. Yeah. And you got a 13. 
uh, is that including your your plus? Yeah, yeah, that, aura, include, John? that includes my aura. Yeah. Okay, so basically, your paladins failed, which is hilarious. What? <laughs> right? Because it's a DC fifteen. I know, I know. Um, How that works? Numbers. So the, both the paladins are 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 highly disturbed by you know, by both watching this happen and um and kind of the way it went down. So I'm gonna give you each a short term madness effect for now. Nice. This is short term. This will go away uh, theoretically in one d ten minutes. Um, so roll each roll a d ten, uh, Mike and John. Um, so John, yours will last seven minutes. Grim, yours will last five minutes. So just kind of bear that in mind. And then I need a d hundred roll from each of you to see what your short term dealio is. John, twenty three. You become incapacitated and spend the duration screaming, laughing, or weeping. You break down. <laughs> Grim, seven minutes. In the meantime, experiences vivid hallucinations and has disadvantage on ability checks. <laughs> so you can stay here for the duration of that time, or uh, you can be, continue to be led into the other room. I think you're, you're, they probably are kind of shepherding you, even though you're screaming, screaming. or weeping. Yeah, <laughs> they're or, like great. And we got a screamer, folks. <laughs> um, the hallucinations you're experiencing, Grim, are like. Uh, oily tentacles reaching around your friends and family and like you see um like Cromor villa back in water deep uh it like in ruins and uh like uh, people just dead in the streets with their with their heads like cut open and no brains uh so it's you know. either tony stark's ultron vision or uh-huh. the nightmare scene from snyder cut so I did, which I didn't see, but I, yeah, sure. It, basically, yeah, you're experiencing like, you know, the bad things that could happen. Right. right. Um, so they lead you on in. No big deal. Um, Ballandor, are you weeping, screaming, or crying? Or, or sorry, uh, what were your three choices? Screaming, laughing, or weeping? What are you doing? I think I'm, I think I'm weeping right now. Okay. You weep for the future? Yeah. Okay. They lead you in uh, to see King Frannis, even though you're not all doing great. And he... Um, Definitely has a Kraken Priest next to him, which actually I made a handout for like the first time ever. Check it out. I can show to players my handout. Show to everyone. Yeah, so this guy definitely has like a couple of tentacles coming out of his neck. Um, It's actually not clear if this uh, being is male or female or non-binary or what. Um, It's uh, kind of an androgynous being um, with this purple rock holy symbol um, and some tattoos uh, that... Uh, pretend to be tentacles and then some actual tentacles that don't pretend to be tentacles um so that's that it's uh this being is there off to the right and this guy is is sitting on a throne and but he looks like a mostly normal dude you know uh he doesn't look particularly misshapen compared to some of the people you've already seen in town he and he says welcome to vilkstead we are honored to have you who do I have the honor of addressing? I am seeking Frannis. Well, uh, Grim, were you going to take the lead on this one again as well? I mean, just, just checking. I, I can. I'm just any, if there's any, uh, what do I have disadvantage on? Just saving throws or? Ability checks. Ability checks. checks. Ability not, checks. not saving okay. throws. Which would include things like, you know. Deception, persuasion, etc. You bet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, well, you're then, busy hallucinating. Yeah, that's right. right. He, so, all right. Well, I'll. I'll, I'll, I'll Which Calron maybe doesn't know. So. That's right. I'll pipe up to you know you know tell him our uh, our 
you know, prefabricated story about the the dragon and the shipwreck and you know, the the whole bit. Um, and he, that uh, he greets you, shaking your hand with a kind of a clammy claw. Uh, wait, uh, claw? Huh. Just, well, uh, I mean, just, oh, just just checking. I want to make sure I understand. I mean, it's it's kind of webbed and his uh, okay. Oh, long, okay, okay. You know, it's not like a claw claw. So. Sure, sure. Um, yeah, and so. Da, 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 da. And now we're here. Uh, you know, I mean, he offers you to. He says we have a guest longhouse down in the town, and I would be honored for you to stay there as as long as you like. Yeah. Well, uh, your uh, hospitality must ask that you not leave the island until we can repair your ship or bring you a new one. Well, uh, that seems to be the situation we're in anyway. So, <laughs> I mean, all told. I'm uh, not sure where we would go um, uh, and t- until until our ship is fixed anyway, but uh, we can we <coughs> we can abide by that, you know, right, gents? So, um, just just out of curiosity, because you know we we're new here, we don't know the local mm. customs and stuff. Um, yeah, what's the, the guy that? got dropped in the hole out front what did he do because we don't want to do that yeah yeah that's that's very true those who displease the deep gods must take the traitor's plunge he says which gods are are served here yeah or which deep gods yeah we serve the kraken slarkrithel who has domain over this part of the trek hmm. the chosen of umberly got it okay so like well like what? What kind of things displease that guy? <laughs> like what did he do specifically? That he's he's not yeah. sure who you're actually talking about that mm. just got thrown in. But in, enough, a, yeah. in a moment, um, so as you as you're standing there, the robed figure uh, who was levitating that um, Grim noticed um, appears in the doorway, and you see King Frannis. Uh, break into a cold sweat, right? Like you notice that he gets visibly uncomfortable when that happens. Okay, okay. Uh, does he just stand there, or he's he's yeah he's still sitting on his throne and he just he just like has trouble concentrating on the conversation because he's noticed that 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 he's now being watched by that figure. Okay. Um. Well, we will uh you know happily uh you know you know like I said take uh, take you up on your hospitality uh of, of staying. Yeah, here in town, uh, and uh, you know, abiding by your customs, abiding by the the, the rules that you had set out, uh, you know, for us. Um, yeah, I mean, we we you we... mention uh, well, never mind. Yeah, you you just you tell me what you mentioned. Thinking, we ask him. I, I just say, you know, like what were the what were these? I don't know these 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 bringers of death that came from above and, and attacked us, like you know. Uh, oh yeah, if he knows anything about our made-up story that attack. Um, yeah, well, once he, he knows about red dragons. Red dragons, yeah. Yeah, let me roll to see what kind of uh, just a straight d twenty to see how knowledgeable he is or isn't about that. Sure, sure. He says it sounds like dragons, but we don't usually have dragons. Okay. Um, while we're here, uh. Is there anything that uh, we could do to repay your hospitality that you need from us? I will perhaps come visit you and and ask a boon of you. He okay. says, uh, but he, he only says up. that after the figure is gone. Oh, noted. In the notes that I'm taping. <laughs> <laughs> um. So with that, he'll uh, his guards uh, 
on his orders show you back into town. So I'll change us okay. back to town map. Um, Ingvar, do you mention anything about the Temple of Velker? Do you say, like, I'm a priest of Velker and I heard there was a temple? Or do you say, I'm a worshiper of Velker and I was hoping I could drop by a Temple of Velker? Were you like, do you, do you mention it at all or no? Um, I, I'll, I'll ask if, you know, obviously there's a... Because he, he mentioned that they worship Slarkrathel, and you could just leave it at that, right? But Right. I, 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 I could ask if any other... I will ask if any other gods are worshipped or have place of worship in the city. Uh, he, he sort of says, no, but make insight roll. Okay, 26. He, but as he said, uh, 26, as he <laughs> says that, he looks kind of in the direction of what we would call northeast of town, and he's like, no, returning his, his vision to you. So you think maybe if that exists, it's probably outside the gates of town. And he's trying to be like letter of the law honest by being like, no, there's nothing in town, you know, like, but he's definitely thinking of a place outside of town. And he definitely looked in that direction. Gotcha. Like, okay. Just curious. So um, they show you to the guest, the lovely guest longhouse, which we'll call this building here. Um this one and from there um some possible things you could investigate just kind of oh let me describe your accommodations obviously um right so you um you're invited to stay in in what we would call a, a moldering wooden longhouse um and uh, inside uh, the thatched ceiling is white and furry with mildew pretty much the whole way um and it's a kind of a long, large communal hall with four private chambers off a corridor at the far end. Um, and during the day, which it, uh, you think it is, it's hard to tell, um, there is uh, definitely some young men eating what looks like some kind of rank fish stew um, and smoking pipes and talking to each other in their slurpy language. How long does tongues last? Probably run off by now, right? It's an hour, so yeah, probably by the time um, you Maybe back. you catch the tail end of it and, and they're... Um, they are talking about uh, um, that the elders will be meeting later today to to discuss a festival of some sort that's supposed to take place tonight, whoever the elders are, probably the local missionaries. So that's what's going on in your lovely guest longhouse. Um, you could go looking for the abandoned temple. You're not, you're not, you're not like confined to here. This is just where he says you can stay, right? Um, so you can wander around town. There's a harbor. There's probably some kind of beach down by the harbor. You could go uh, back out the gates and go look for um, your temple. You could go interview townspeople. You can kind of do whatever. He didn't place a lot of restrictions on you. He he asks that you not, you know, that you keep your weapons um, in their in their scabbards, but he doesn't take them from you. All right. And he warns you against like spellcasting that, that it, you know, the people here don't like that. Okay. What about spellcasting like limited to the hall? He says, uh, you know, as long as you don't upset my people, I'm not going to worry about it. Okay. Right on. Um, so after they leave. So you spend the next 24 hours casting Hallow on the hall? Is that what I mean? <laughs> Mate, that's not a bad idea. <laughs> um, I, I was actually going to ask. So at, at sixth level, I, I got a spell. I haven't used yet called Hero's Feast, uh -huh. and it has several benefits. Um, so it takes an hour to consume, and after that, afterwards, a creature that partakes of the feast gains several benefits. The creature is cured of all diseases and poison, becoming immune to poison and being frightened, and makes all wisdom saving throws with advantage. Its hit point maximum also increases by 2d10, and it gains the same number of hit points. These benefits last for 24 hours. So, so you you would like to go make a stew? Yeah, basically. Well, you're the chef yeah. now, huh? <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> Look at me. Look at me. I'm the chef. 
<laughs> um, so how many people does that feed? Um, because these guys who are in your hall eating like the rank fish stew that they're eating would probably like some of that. It says up to 12 creatures can partake of the feast. If you start, you know, like cooking something that smells delicious, you will definitely start to attract yeah. uh, a crowd. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You get the I'll sense basically... that uh, there's not a lot to eat here. Yeah, I'm going to start with like a big pot with some water and some large stones. And I'll be like, ah, oh, if only I had some beef, right? <laughs> My stone stew would be that much better. <laughs> That's right. And nobody brings you any beef. Um, <laughs> they're like, yeah, like, I beef, I haven't seen that in a year. <laughs> you're like, you're kidding. Beef would make a stone soup better? Wow, yeah. Obviously. Uh, right. We've been eating it. stone soup for months. <laughs> it's just like what it sounds like. <laughs> um, but if you feed the young men there, they will be grateful. Play around. I mean... I, I I don't know what to anticipate, but I'm willing to expend a spell slot just as a precautionary measure. You guys want me to? Anyone strongly opposed to it? I'd go for it. I mean, That's I like he's not, cooking up a stew. I did so, not yeah, remember it. all the things that it's doing for it us. It sounds but, pretty uh, rad, actually. So uh, yeah. so um, you are it, immune to poisons and and fear, the frightening condition. Uh, advantage on saving throws, and then everybody uh, everybody's hit point maximum is increased by eleven, and your hit points are increased by eleven as well. Um, Even though you're immune to fear, I get to keep my sanity check. That's, that's fine. Not, yeah. That's not fear per se. Right. Different, if different if it's a wisdom check, and they get cool. advantage on the wisdom saves, but yeah. For how long? 24 hours. 24 hours. Got it. Neat. Okay. Um, 50. So I'm just going to say, I'm just going to retcon this to say that he has learned better than you ever did the secrets of making Lusk and Brasla. <laughs> Uh, and, oh, and all, all that time you spent in Luskin for the Harpers trying to spot, trying to figure out how to make like the perfect brassla and bring it back. <laughs> turns out the whole time Ingvar was really paying attention and he has gotten the flavor profile exactly right. It's like the best brassla you've had since Luskin. Galron walks right over the temple of Slarkrathel and says, all right, how do I, how do I join <laughs> I'm, I'm done. I'm done. I can't. I, my I brother, quit my party. They're now my like, enemies. I'm sorry, my brother. He just, I just can't get along with him anymore. He's always one-upping me. And you're like, how did he even line. get like oysters and frog legs and all the things that go into real brassla? And he's here, he's serving it up, and he's like, oh no, no, you know, Valka provideth. <laughs> yeah. So does Valka. Take the big man upstairs. <laughs> Even better, he okay. made it vegan, and it tastes <laughs> just like the real thing. But it, yeah, but it actually tastes better. Yeah, right. Un- unheard of. This is beyond oyster. Yeah. Right. Beyond frog leg. Oh man, <laughs> it's a shiitake that I soaked in soy and then slowly right. braised. It tastes just like an oyster. Would you like some beyond brassla? <laughs> Hmm. Yeah, yeah. That uh, he served up he, that when he casts Heroes Feast, that's what it is from now to the end of the campaign. I mean, I, I think he'll be serving be. it every day, every, every, every dinner, every dinner. Every, will mm-hmm. be the like the perfect brassle you could never master. Yeah, that's yeah. I, I didn't mm-hmm. anticipate. Well, this I mean, opening rip between me. And God. You know, I see an opening. It's my job. I, <laughs> I think it's perfect <laughs> for you. Usually we do this kind of thing yeah. to Mike. Balnor comes <laughs> to Galron. Oh wait. <laughs> what was that? Balnor comes to Galron. It's like, hey man, you tasted this stuff that your brother made. <laughs> it's amazing. Mm. Mm. 
That's unfortunately, great. Maybe I, I agree. I don't, I don't think I need 11 extra hit points. <laughs> and everybody's like, and everybody's like, I can't believe the guy who will drink the blood out of a stone, you know, a stone spider, like, he makes this delicious food. Like, he'll literally eat garbage. Like, he just... <laughs> And the hey, locals love it, too. Um, hey. Make make a like a charisma check with an advantage, Ingvar. On, go. Uh, charisma check, okay? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's not really persuasion. Roll some dice. <laughs> Roll some dice. Give it a, Okay, so like a 13. So they're not like your followers yet, but they're definitely like going to make sure they're here every mealtime. <laughs> They'll probably tell their friends. <laughs> They'll probably tell their friends, and quickly it will become uh, a yeah. situation where you will not have only 12 people there unless they're very selfish and then they won't tell their friends maybe but they all have families you know so yes these men are very grateful but uh still a little standoffish it's fine yeah um i so i as we're eating with them i am be like so are you guys locals are you from here or I mean, we just kind of crash landed clearly from here but yes they they're like yes Vilkstead born and raised all right cool so uh you know i don't know how long we're going to be here waiting for our ship to get fixed what is there to do for you know for fun around here they're like well (laughs) fun sometimes we stare at the sea and try to master its secrets it helps if you touch one of the granite standing stone where where are those oh there's a few of them around town you'll see them okay all right And, and they help you master the the secrets of the sea is that what you yes, were saying yes. oh okay cool like are they like bards or no <clears throat> just cool? cool no you actually still haven't seen like anything but a uh an adult male huh you have not seen any children or old people or women at this point so where's the ladies at <laughs> they're like well you can't expect us to share our women with outsiders oh yeah, it's just, you know, like, usually there's, like, washerwomen and stuff. You see that around. Like, it just, you know, there's no women. <laughs> mm, we hadn't noticed, they say, which is clearly a lie. Yeah, it's just, you know, odd. What, what about, uh, like, taverns? Do you guys ever drink, or is this, like... They're like, do you down? have alcohol, too? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, it's going to be a long layover. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Um... Back on the ship, I think they'll have loads of wine. But... Yeah, but we didn't bring any with us. Ugh. Call for reinforcements. Bring wine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I, 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 it's weird. I've, I've been a lot weird? of places, and I think this is the first place that didn't already have a place that sold alcohol. No, no, um, we, ha- we have some. You'll like it. You'll like it. Uh, they, and they, they, they. They finally cave and they bring you over to this other, like, you know, across the way here, there's there's kind of a, a drinking hall and there's like a vat in the middle of the room, like a big cauldron. And it just it I mean, it reeks, but, it, you know, it's probably drinkable. A- everyone goes over and there's like a communal ladle and they either pour that into their mug or drinking horn or some of them just slurp straight from it. Um, but it, it sort of smells like, uh, you know, fermented something. All right, yeah, Ingvar will try it. Lean in. Uh, luckily, Quartier you're going to poison at the moment, so <laughs> it was good thinking order of operations there. Um, I mean, it'll put hair on your chest. Um, you, it definitely burns on the way down, um, but it tastes like rancid grass clippings or something. I mean, there's not, oh. there's not like. 
anything to recommend it. Mm. Mm. <laughs> you know, like uh, when you were a kid and like there was a big pile of, of grass that you you know had been dumped on for a while and you like open that up in in the middle, you know, where it's hot. Yeah. It, it tastes like that smells. Mm-hmm. Mm. And they're like, crank up. And, and you shared with them. They want to share with you. Yeah, the, I mean, and the men in, uh, in there are all pretty much just kind of getting stoned on this. That none of, and talking to each other in their slurpy tongue. Um, they're they're not. None of them are, are boisterous or rowdy or excited about anything. It's it's a pretty gloomy atmosphere. Oh no, we lost John again. Um. All right. Well, after checked out nur- that scene, nursing a ladle for an hour or so. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm gonna gracefully bow out and head back to the longhouse. Okay. Um, so, so we. Uh... As you do, uh, as you're heading back, you do see one of these um, kind of uh, plain granite shrines. It looks kind of just kind of a standing stone. Um, and whenever you see a, a rocklander, uh, a purple rocks native, walk past the stone, they stop and they press their palms against it, and they like their eyes grow wide for a second, and then they like sort of walk dazedly away. Mm. I approach it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Do you place your palm on it, Grim? I touch it with a finger. Just a finger? Yeah. Just, 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 just the tip of the finger. Right, your finger yeah. tingles a little bit. All right. And I like, you know, kind of slowly. Tackle him. Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> no. I'm <laughs> no, just kidding. Uh, when, you your, when your whole palm is on there, um, you, uh, I need another um, charisma save from you. Oh, better. Sweet. Five. Um, You uh, have terrifying hallucinations of, uh, this is not just from, they're like what you had before, but terrifying hallucinations of enveloping oily waves uh, from the depths um, filled with, uh, you know, uh, it says squamous tentacles. So, uh, uh, and belonging to unknown horrors uh, flood your mind. Um, to the Rocklanders, they seem to like this, but uh, to you, it is perhaps madness-inducing. So it's time to roll another D100 short-term madness. A seven on the chart means you retreat into your own mind and become paralyzed. Um, roll a D10 for how many minutes? For five minutes, Grim He's just is standing there. Yeah, what do you do when Grim uh, is paralyzed here? Anything? Any action? You all um... place your palms on it. <laughs> I mean, assuming that we're with him when he does it, then um, you are. Yeah, you are. I'll, I'll, this might be I'll, while you're in drinking, but no, no, I I'll said it was on the way back. Sorry. Yeah, it was while we were going. At, at, after he's there for you know like thirty seconds, sixty seconds, whatever, and like not moving, I'll go over and you know try to get him away from the. Um, you're you're able to stone. disconnect him. He's not like you know held sure. fast by it or anything, um, but he is he's definitely catatonic for I mean, for uh, several minutes. Yeah. Other than that, though, um, probably nothing after having seen that. Uh, just, uh, you put your palm on it. I start, I start with gentle repose, but it takes 10 minutes. <laughs> Halfway through your gentle repose ritual, uh, he, wakes, he, 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 he sort of comes to <laughs> what is happening. Why are you halfway through this? Were you reposing me gently? It's, it's for <laughs> dead people. <laughs> well, I mean, you weren't breathing. I don't know. <clears throat> I'm fine. It's fine. <laughs> my mind has been filled with horrors and i'll never be the same but it's fine hey you know this thing takes 10 minutes i'm just trying to be efficient <laughs> try not to waste any time yeah. right 
That would have been a lovely time for someone to come attack you guys, but nobody did. Cool. So um, if we can get back to our private room, I just want to state the obvious here. This place sucks. <laughs> You're not going to go take a walk on the beach or visit the harbor? Um, I mean, you know, I the beach town. Sure. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, you got the beach vendors, and once you start showing interest to one, none of them leave you alone. I just, just want to... Enjoy my canopy. Um, yeah, no, I uh, Ing- Ingvar will You're head out to the beach, yeah. look around, maybe wade into the water a little bit, try to <laughs> roll up your Valker. trousers. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'll go fishing with my. Um, oh. the, 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 I've got the. I've that's got actually the, yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a thing. I've got that. that Are you fishing from the beach or from, or off a pier? Off a, uh, off a pier. Well, I mean, uh, yeah, do, I mean do, I, do I see other people fishing? I mean, because you know, you do. Might, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'll go somewhat near other people that are fishing and join okay. them and go fish for right, well uh, depending on how the people are <laughs> yeah let's get back to ingvar on the beach in a minute um uh so uh, hook of fisher's delight that's what it is yeah so you, there's a, a handful of sort of uh long ships that have a kraken head on the prow of course mm-hmm. um not an actual kraken head you know a carved wooden yeah, kraken head. i mean um, I, you, I look at it with my spyglass and i have to double take again but you know <laughs> Yes. Um, and uh, there's some small fishing vessels too, and some small groups of male rocklanders sit fishing off the edge of rotting piers with long rad, long rods and crabbing lines. Um, one of the fishermen. Uh, so you're you're sitting there, you're fishing. Go ahead and roll your your thing. Yeah, to see yeah, if, yeah. You, if you catch a magic fish. Yeah. So on a on a six. Ooh, I got a six. Uh, a okay. thing happened. So that uh, I start figuring out what that. Is. Yeah, so D20, uh, so that is a four, so that is a green with copper bands fish that says, this tasty fish, I'll copy this in here, uh, mm. it's uh, this tasty fish, provides a day's worth of nourishment, that so I don't might need... Be useful here in a minute. I don't uh, need hero's feasts anymore. You don't, but, uh, yeah, blah, blah, blah. but before yeah. you catch that, while you're yeah, still yeah. fishing for it, the following thing happens. The, you're sitting, you're on this pier with like some other fishermen and they're, they're talking to each other in their slurpy language uh, and kind of eyeing you. But the, but the fact that you're fishing maybe recommends you to them a little bit. They're like, oh, you know, maybe yep. he's just like, maybe he's just a guy like us. Mm-hmm. Puts on his trousers one leg at a time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them starts to choke and sputter uh, for a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, a, you know, it's kind of a sickening, squelching noise. Um mm-hmm. And after maybe few, he's just talking. You after, know? Yeah, after a few wretches, uh, he coughs up a live eel that uh, squirms around on the on the pier there for a second. And the other guy that he's with uh, quickly um, clubs it with a cudgel and throws it in their bucket to, you know, oh. as, a, as a catch. Mm-hmm. Oh, OK. So you need, to make it, you need to make a uh, charisma check saving throw. All right. Charisma saving throw. My specialty with a nat one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but with a plus nine. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Uh, the, the hero's feast is an uh, advantage on wisdom, not charisma. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And that one. That one. Yeah, I'm going to make you fail anyway. Um, well, I guess not if you'd had advantage. Uh, so short-term madness for you, sir. Um, you go ahead and, and roll us a D100 and a D10 to see how long it lasts. 54 for, for eight minutes. For eight minutes, uh, you must use your action. <gasps> you must use your action each round to attack the nearest creature. <gasps> Roll. The, the eel, wait, what's closer, the eel or the fisherman? The eel already got clubbed. It's just these two guys on the pier with you. <laughs> okay, well, hey, here we go. Yeah. For eight minutes? I think they're just dead. I mean, <laughs> unless we know <laughs> <Eight> something. <laughs> 
Yeah, you probably just murder these guys. What do you do with the bodies? Gentle repose. (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, in eight minutes, like in eight minutes, how many villagers can Galron kill? Like if he always attacks the nearest for eight minutes? First Without guess, any like, of you there to stop him, he's first, just gonna go on a murdering spree. Yeah, first he casts blink. <laughs> he's Pop gonna start fireballing out. buildings here in a second. <laughs> I mean, let's like, say we can roll a d twenty to see how many we go through. Let's say you don't necessarily cast spells during this. Sure, that just, you just. You're just like attacking people with your hand or you know sure. whatever weapon you're carrying. You're fishing yeah. rod. <laughs> yeah, the fishing rod. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's sort of like, hey, I caught that fish. No, I did. Ah. Okay, temporary insanity. I mean, basically, it sets you off when you see this happen. That this guy coughs up an eel, and you're like, that's not right. I'm gonna kill that guy right now. That's right. And then the guy next to him. And the guy next to him. <laughs> Because he treated it like it was perfectly normal. And anybody and who not. knew these two guys. <laughs> and anybody who objects to me killing these guys is clearly one of these guys. He's going to yeah. be like John Wick walking through a club. Just like, <laughs> oh, boy. Let, well, you know, no. let's just let's just see how this goes. Uh, yeah. So you, they're commoners. You kill them, right? Within a round or two, you've beaten them to death with your fishing rod. Does he start storming off to look for more, like, or does he just sit tight? Like that's. No, the I, I, I think it's okay. I, I think, oh. given the circumstance, he 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 felt the need, the immediate need. To kill these two men and throw their bodies into the sea. Yeah, yeah, that's that's exactly. You know, I was I was insanely, you know, infuriated with those two specifically. Uh-huh. And uh, so yeah, now it's four, just you I, and a bucket with the eel. What do you do with the eel? Well, I'm I'm am I dump it into the sea. The, yeah, I mean, it, or do yes. you eat it? Yeah. <laughs> um, I. Yeah, I tear into that, you know, just, just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, hey, I'm insane. That's yeah, my defense. That's true. That's true. But you just watched a guy cough up this eel, and now you're, you're eating it raw. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's. You happening. killed the guy yeah. because he coughed up the eel, which was a natu- unnatural, and then you're eating that Look, eel. Yeah, hey, you so don't get the, to judge people who are insane. That's true. So by the time <laughs> you, like, my yum. by the time you regain your senses, you are like covered in eel gore on your face, and you're holding this eel, which is also covered in like mucus from the guy it was in, and there's blood on the pier, and a couple of fishing rods, and a couple of floating bodies in the water. That's how you come to. And and I don't think it was me. And, and your fists are covered in blood. Mm-hmm. Not okay. not eel blood. Circumstantial. <laughs> so he spends the next twenty minutes doing what? gentle repose gentle on repose. these two guys. And, uh, no, about that time your your fishing rod seems to start pulling, right? And you catch this, yeah, this yeah. beautiful fish mm-hmm. that uh that would feed uh someone for a day. <laughs> yeah. That that's if right. you had caught it without going insane, you could have given it to these guys because they yeah. need it. I mean but now you have it. But now they don't need it. Right. Now they don't need no. it. No. Now they're feeding the eels. Actually, after you dump them in the sea, the sea, like the current, seems to change, 
and they get quickly swept out into the harbor and like out into the sea. Okay. Leaving hmm. like in a bloody trail behind after well, they come to. Thanks, okay. Umberly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's well, what that happened was... in the harbor. Yeah, that's that's what's going on for uh for over there. Who's All over right. on the beach? Uh well Balnor was gonna get in the water. Yeah. Was... Yeah. <laughs> wait wait till he gets in the water. Yeah. We haven't we haven't He's had much John time yet. So yeah, John, you're on the beach. Balinor is like, hey look, Garon, I'm getting in the water. <laughs> <laughs> what does he do? So, Galron's like, hey, I'm gonna fish you guys. <laughs> You guys have all seen Galron fish. It takes at least an hour. So you guys are off wandering on the beach um, and left Galron to do this all by himself, which is why he went on a murdering spree. Um, this is why we don't fault. leave Galron alone. <laughs> you, no one may ever know that this happened, except, you know, Galron seems to. Um, so uh, as you're walking along the beach, um, a fishing boat uh, kind of pulls up onto the sandy shore. And the Rocklanders disembark from the boat and dump a pile of empty nets on the ground. And then three of the men grab the corpse of a dolphin um, and uh, haul it out. And the other two start a, a driftwood fire. And with terrifying efficiency, they, the three gut the dolphin um, and throw the, the dolphin guts of the viscera onto the fire, um, which mm. produces a sour, acrid smoke that looks like tentacles. It's probably fine. Um, oh, and uh, they make quick work of butchering the dolphin um, and uh, eat some of it raw and pack some away to carry into Vilkstead. Um, hmm. Could you make me a an intelligence nature check? Sure. With advantage, I think, because you're a triton. I mean, or a mariner. 16. You know from your time at sea that dolphin meat is not good to eat. Okay. These guys must be um, sort of truly desperate uh, to, to be eating it at all. And they seemed very excited to have it, actually. Um, I also need a a DC 12 charisma check from you, which I'm sure you'll pass because you have like plus 11. But yeah. I know that's that's for saves only. 13, which is just barely a pass. Yeah. Um, uh, so you, you are not um, temporarily insane because of that. But no. you do you do witness this going on. Do okay. you do anything about it or involve yourself? You say, for example, uh, my friend makes a mean stew. You should come to the longhouse. Maybe. So I was, no, I, no I'll, I'll probably approach him and say, "Hey, uh, why are you guys eating dolphin?" They say, "There's no fish this year. We've tried everything. Uh, normally, we we sacrifice to Slarkrithel, and Slarkrithel provides us fish. But uh, there have there has been no fish, and we have gotten more and more desperate and sacrificed more and more uh, to Slarkrithel. And but it is as though he does not hear our pleas." Uh, or and we have given um, many people in town this year to to the sea, and the sea has not given back. So mm. dolphin is all we have to eat, and we're grateful to have it. I see. Um, you guys are from here, I imagine. I, they're from here. They're from here. Um, were, have you always worshipped Slaughterthel? Oh yes, our fathers before us, and the deal was always. A few sacrifices of the old who were going to die anyway, and Slarkrithel would always provide a bounteous fish catch until this year. Until this year. Okay. Interesting. Um, well, yeah, actually, I will probably tell them. Uh, if you go to the, what, with Tavern, what are they, where were they eating? Uh, the Guest Longhouse? The Guest Longhouse. Long yeah, the, you might find something there to, uh, later. Um, I recommend it. Okay. That's what I'm doing. They seem grateful. And then I jump in the water. <laughs> Check this out. Uh, make a charisma save. DC charisma save. Okay. See that? Oh, sorry, I got off my page. Why did it come on? Dang it. Okay, Ballandor. Sorry, it 
28, you say. Mm, too bad you failed. <laughs> so, yeah, having failed, uh, <laughs> you are, so, having succeeded, you are not driven mad, but you do, this water does not feel right to you. Okay. So, cheers, um, uh, is there any trouble? I mean, I know I breathe underwater, but I imagine there's certain qualities of water that I can breathe better under than others. It just feels okay. like the town itself. It just feels wrong. Okay. Do I see any any uh, plant or animal life? Uh, some scraggly kelp, maybe not the edible kind. Um, <laughs> you do not see anything that looks like a fish. Okay. All right. There are some um, mussels clinging to one of the rocks in a crevice. All right. But they look small. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that this is this whole place is wrong. Um, we have to do something, or it'd be good if we could do something. Why were he? Like I said, this place sucks. <laughs> In good news, you could probably take it over and rule this place. Mm. Mm. One big room. That's right. <laughs> One big team. <laughs> so much commerce coming in and out of here. That's right. <laughs> You're pretty much the only visitors this month. All right. Okay. So, let's, let's, so it, let's, it's regroup everybody. And, and... By the time you regroup, it's definitely we would say evening. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, during the night, let's say uh, you um, uh, actually roll a d two, a one or a two. One of two things could happen. Did you just flip a coin there, Mike? Imagine one. I pretended to. It's, who's rolling this? Uh, I will. Okay. okay. Felt like it was an easy ask, but sorry. Two. Uh, two. Two. Okay. Nat two. Ba, ba, ba. <laughs> <laughs> critical success or critical failure on 1D2. <laughs> yeah. Way better. <laughs> oh, on that one. <laughs> uh, so... Um, there's a kind of a full moon uh, above the islands, you think. There's a, a <laughs> clearing of the clouds, and you briefly see the moon, and it looks full. Um, you, you're awoken by what sounds like children crying, um, and you follow the sound. Yes? No? Yeah. 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 You yeah. follow the sound, and out on the harbor cliffs, uh, a gathering of a dozen Rocklander commoners, overseen by uh, what looks like a, a few Kraken priests, hold their newborn babies over the edge above the crashing waves below. And oh. as you watch, the babies are flung into the roiling ocean, and uh, some like chill-like nope. things come out of the ocean and and grab them and pull them back down into the ocean Yay. and um cool. and some other uh sort of half fish things crawl up out of the ocean and uh, start performing shall we say a hedonistic ritual with the islanders there on the cliff so you observe this happening. all from afar presumably <laughs> yeah is is Kerry frozen for anybody else? He's doing that. He's doing that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. That's messed that up. Good. Yeah. That is messed up. So I'm going to ask you all for a, or a Christmas check on that one. Yeah, feels right there. 14, 14, 21, 8. Ballandor is the most heavily affected. Uh, why does that affect Ballandor so deeply, John? Uh, uh, he's not cool with, uh, I don't know, child death. Not great. No, it's not. <laughs> Sorry, trigger warning. Um, yeah. Apologize for that if that upsets any listeners or players. Um, go ahead and roll yourself a lovely short-term madness thing, and we'll see if uh, you start weeping so loudly that they notice you guys. A D100? Yeah, and a D10 for duration. You begin two babbling, minutes. and you are incapable of normal speech or spell casting for at least two minutes. All right. 
all your friends clap their hands over your mouth. <laughs> when you come to, what do you say? Um, I think somebody needs to pay for this and as soon as possible. You look down at your hand um, because you feel something tingling on it. And uh, on your hand is a, a kind of a runic inscription um, that involves and incorporates the holy symbol of Valkyr. So you think that that's probably okay, but it is kind of all over your hand um, and tingling madly. Mm-hmm. That's new, okay. you say. <laughs> that okay. wasn't there before. Right. It even faintly glows, um, kind of a, a, a an iridescent blue-purple. It's itchy. Uh, Comes and goes a little bit. Okay. Itchy trigger finger, itchy uh, sword-wielding finger or hand. <laughs> make, a, make a religion check. Okay. How many people are here? Oh, out uh, on the uh, cliffs? Yeah. Are you counting the things that came up out of the sea? Sure. Let's call it a dozen. A ten on your religion check. You you feel... Um, no, you, you don't know what, what is going on with the thing on your hand at the moment. Okay. Um, you, do you show it to us? Yeah. I'll let you uh, make a religion check too then, Mike. Thirteen... Uh, um, it, I mean, it definitely seems like a holy symbol of Valkyr, obviously. You can see that. Um, and the the style of the runes is one that you've observed in religious texts texts of Valkyr. Um, but, uh, uh, and you, but beyond that, you don't know. It doesn't have any particular significance that you're aware of at this time. It's just on him. Uh, but actually, you... Um, you see the same thing on one of your hands now. Oh. When as, as soon as you touch it on his right. hand, it, it also appears on your hand. I, I'm inclined to take this as a sign that we should attack Stop these this. guys. Yeah. Yep. Make them pay. Charge up there. Charge up the cliffs. That's what I'm thinking. What do you, you yep. guys good? Let's do it. Where's this at? Like, um, it's slightly off map here. Um, well, uh, imagine that this little bit of wall is not really there. It's kind of on these cliffs. Or I guess if that would be inconvenient from our mapping perspective, it's on these cliffs. Anyway, it's on some cliffs overlooking the sea. Okay. Yeah. So you're. Let's it sounds on. like you're moving to attack. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, you guys are a twelfth level party. These guys are a bunch of little cult worshippers. So uh, roll a d20 with advantage for quick combat resolution on that. Mm-hmm. All right. Don't yeah. double one, or one of you will probably die. Looks like a twelve on that. Looks like a twelve on that. Um, you make pretty quick work of them and manage not to attract the attention of any warriors from town. What do you do with the bodies of both the people and the... Uh, Kraken priests. The Kraken priests and the weird fish things that don't seem like any particular race you've ever seen uh, that came up out of the sea. Hold them back where they came from. You throw them into the sea? Yeah. Uh, I also want to the tide my... quickly washes them out. What were you saying? And chole things drag them in. <clears throat> Okay. I also wanted to check my hand to see if anything happened with the, right. the symbol. I was thinking that too. I want to get a gauge if, if Valkyr was pleased with that action or looking for a sign. Does it change or is it still just kind of faintly pulsing like it was before? It's still just kind of faintly pulsing. Let me see if on a D20, you know, maybe nothing like absolutely no change detectable. Hmm. Okay. Well, I, I don't know if that's what Valkyr wanted us to do, but it, <laughs> it felt, felt good anyway. Good. Yeah. Didn't you, what's the deal where can't you ask Valkyr? Like, can't you? You can do a divine intervention thing once in a while, but that's not yeah. necessarily called for yet. Yeah. There's a. I think I've got some sort of prayer spell. Yeah. I thought, I thought there was something. Yeah. Well, anyway, prayer. if you're gonna get your long rest in, you better head back. Yeah. Okay. Let's do that. Yeah. Let's head back. Um. So in the morning, is it mid morning? 
noon. It's hard to tell. Um, you awaken and um, see King Frannis is uh, at the door. And he says, uh, I've heard you make a mean stew. <laughs> I'd love to try it. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I'll, I'll get that started. Then after we eat, maybe we can go for a walk and talk some. I'd like that, he says. All right, here we go. Heroes Feast. How many you guys, level it, spell slots do you have? Well, it's the, it's the rest. next day, yeah. and uh, you guys are still within the 24-hour period, so this can be for other people at this point. Mm-hmm. And he says, this is the best stuff I've ever tasted. I visited Luskin as a boy and had Brassler there, but I think this is even better. That's <laughs> what I hear. Yeah, I, um, I You're over there eating your fish from last night, uh, presumably. That's going. right. That's right. Yes. Carum, carum. <laughs> raw and wriggling absolutely I, I make no uh, sh- I have no shame about it I'm just trying to bl- fit in here okay <laughs> where did you get a gem encrusted bowl that the spell consumes do you have a stack of gem encrusted bowls I don't know about I had not noticed that so you said something check out your material component mm. there sir I mean we can definitely uh, say that you picked up a few of them but you're down down to 1000 gold piece bowls <laughs> Cool, cool, cool. Why do you have such expensive spells? <laughs> it's really like, good breath. Like, everyone yours is like, yo, you consume a 500 gold piece gym. Like, do we really have to start accounting for which spells you can have? <laughs> We're going to have to, yeah. Well, I mean, at lower levels, it's like, can you cast it at all or learn it right. at all? And at higher levels, it's like, all right, you get them, but like, it? can you yeah. afford it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. You, you've broken into like the you, you found that one of the um, some of the cargo that uh, the skyship was carrying that Grim picked up somewhere along the line was these gem encrusted bowls and you're like oh, this would be perfect and you you're making your way through them. <laughs> I can't believe it consumes it. That's nuts. Let's say there were two d four of them on board. Roll a, go ahead and roll two d four since you've All now right. used two of them. We know there were at least two. <laughs> There were a total five. of five. You now have three of them left. Noted. What do you do with them? Like, <laughs> <laughs> that ruins them. <laughs> like, it, it, the magic consumes them. That's well, right, right, right. Mechanically, there's that. But yeah, yeah, I, but I narratively, wanted... what happens to the bowl? <laughs> what happens to the bowl? It, it dissolves in the cauldron. I call it this bowl you, you, soup. You start with the stone, or in this case, a 1,000 gold piece gem encrusted bowl. What are you doing? <laughs> they're like, oh, so this is one of those crazy rich people. Right? He's just nuts. He's got more money than sense. Everyone's like ex- having expecting that there will be a ruby in their next bite, but it never happens. Yeah. Now, okay. what pairs really well with this is like some Arabian chocolate with like gold leaf and like some just really nice homemade. And don't drink cream. it with a, don't have champagne less than 50 years old when you have this because uh, yeah. you'll really notice the difference. <laughs> These poor people who are like, you know, eating dolphin carcasses because they're dying of starvation are, are really impressed by this. What if you eat the bowl? <laughs> Yep. So he 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 heartily enjoys the thousand gold piece stew you just served him. <laughs> oh, oh gosh, I can't believe that. And uh, we'll, we'll happily consent to go for a walk with you. All right. Um, as long as we don't pass by any commoners doing anything. <laughs> <laughs> you do see some of them touching a different granite stone. La, 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 la. Do any of you touch that granite stone? <laughs> 
Heck no. Okay. I, I was like, yeah, I thought like we could go over to like the the gates over on the the northern side of town and just kind of walk walk outside the city for a little bit. You know, get some fresh air. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, he um he definitely um. Once you're outside the gates, he like he's he's got some bodyguards that are following him, but they're like a ways behind. And once he's once he thinks that he's out of their hearing, he says really loudly, "Um, no, just kidding." Um, he uh he asks you to take him with you when you leave the island. He says, "If we can find you a ship, I'd like to I'd like to leave with you." He's really? he's their yeah. king. He's literally their king, and he's saying, "Please take me with you." Uh, what, what, what's what? going on that would make you so desperate as to leave your people? Uh, he says, uh, there's strange beings in my castle, uh, and Slarkrithal, I think, must be dead, uh, and my court has turned against me. Um, Slarkrithal is already dead? Oh, we can just leave then. <laughs> Cross that one off our list. Mission accomplished. <laughs> Let's put the right. banner up, boys. Like, Let's take the banner. Oh, we only oh, have one other thing. Check out the temple on the curve. Uh, <laughs> He thinks Slargathel must be dead because it has not answered their prayers this year. Okay. Okay. Um, and but he says that it always laired north of Trisk, the other island, okay. um, in the underwater ru- ruins of Azcarl, which you already knew. Um, and he says that one of the creatures that killed Slargathel transformed Franis's, his brother into one of their kind, a loathsome tentacle-faced monster. Uh, um, what okay. happened to the brother? Um, he, he, they, they turned him into one of them. But where, like, is he... He's one it, of them now. Is he the one that was in your castle? Or is oh, he no, elsewhere? that, no, he, he, I haven't seen him since the transformation. I mean, I saw him, you know, briefly, but then he went away to join with them wherever they are. Do you know how many there are? How, how strong their force is? No, I just know the one in my castle... Is, is calling the shots what and, would happen and, and is requiring us to throw more and more of our people into the sea where I am sure Slarkrathel does not even see the sacrifice. Mm. I think they eat them. What will happen to your people when they realize that you've left? The same thing that will happen if I stay. They'll be consumed slowly. Winter never left here either. They've blotted out the sun and I believe Slark- the, the Slarkrathel who always protected our island must be dead. There's no other answer I can think of. So how many of them are there here? Like if the one that's here is calling the shots. They come and they go. I've only ever seen three at a time, but I've seen at least five different ones, I think. It's hard to tell them apart, and they often are veiled. Do they, like, reside here? Do they have a place, like a lair here? Or, I mean... Um, there's always one in the castle, um, and there are some that live in the sea cave where we throw things down, where you saw us doing that to someone yesterday um so there's, there's some down in there i think and the others i don't know where they are so, so i'm going back and forth you know typing up notes and trying to you know, mostly you know follow along as well but um it's, so if he believes that slarkrathel is dead then what is there why are they still here or, or like if they killed him or like has he or does anyone know like have they gone and like inspected like where slarkrathel lives to see if Slarkrathal is dead or not. He says uh, the or... the, uh, the elders on the island of um, Trisk, Trisk. Might, might have done that, but uh, I can't get over there to, to see. So you told us not to leave the island, but... Uh, uh, the... That was, I had to say that we're required to, to uh, 
I'm told to tell any outsiders that, and and I'm sure, sure, sure. that in in if not today, then soon we would be ordered to throw you down into the sea cave to be consumed. I'm sure mm-hmm. as outsiders that would be your your fate in in the near future. If we just leave, what will happen? I hope you'll take me with you. To save myself. I, I no longer feel I can save my people. Are, are you ready to go at a moment's notice? Right Would you be ready to leave right now? Well, he, are he, we ready to leave right now? He, he turns around and like looks at Vilkstead and, and actually tears up a little bit. And he says, yeah, yeah, I could go now if I had to. I give my wife, my wife and children have already been thrown into the sea. My brother is one of them. There's nothing left for me here. Um, Sorry, you're saying Galron something? I was going to just kind of look at Grim, Galron, and Valandor with a what do you think kind of look. But like, like he, all the all this time he like keeps you walking and you're now on some trail kind of through the pine forest, uh, sure, right? Sure. And his bodyguards are still following you. Yeah. Um, I mean, we could try to get them to slip or take them out real quick and then make for the for the airship, or I can use sending to call... Call the reinforcements? Yeah. Well, I mean, is... Well, is I, it, what, I, go ahead. I, I was going to say, what if we... So how far away is the airship? A day's a travel. Day. A day's travel, okay. But a day's travel but you by also, walking. Yeah, right. If you yeah. if you walking to it, if you, like, give the sun, sending signal... Presumably, they could be where you are flying a hours. In, a, in, a, yeah, in a couple hours. Yeah, That gives us a couple hours. So let's say we do that. That gives you, us a couple you're hours. You're sending to, the signal to clarify? No, no, I am not. But I'm saying <laughs> if we did that, that gives us a couple hours you know, to wrap things up with like any final things. We could even say, hey, you stay here. Um, we're going to go back in town and look for the Valkyrian temple thing as oh, our no, last he, bit. If you do, you, do you say that? Yeah, yeah. I'll, oh, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll ask him. He about says the it's table. it's just over the next rise. That's where I'm taking. Yeah. You. Okay. I, okay, I knew you wanted so, to see. It. So what if uh, we what if we did this? What if we got him on the airship and then had the airship like? And so we walk an hour, right? And we have the airship an hour away. And then we go in to go try to find. <laughs> we go in to try to find. Um, do we? I mean, do we know the name of the the one in the castle? Uh, he does not know its name. No. Okay. So we could go in try to find. We just call them the veiled ones. Okay. okay. But we could go try to find them in the castle, and then it, and then like when we start into the the castle proper, or, or like when we think we're on the right track, we send a message to the airship to come, and then that way we're fighting the the person in the castle, and then the the reinforcements arrive. Yeah, the reinforcements arrive at the front gate. Hopefully, hopefully that will deflect some of the, the castle reinforcements. Like basically, yeah. we hit at the same time, so we would start now, and then like you know, once we get there, then they come because it would you know it would only be yeah yeah. I I, I like that, and I, I kind of just effectively would want to yeah cover two things right it would be hey we're like right over this rise from the, the valkyrian you know temple thing uh so we'd like do that and then do what you were saying right like re- reinforcements arrive while we attack i just want to ask uh you know see king Frannis if he thinks it's worth it to go attack or just leave because he was saying well, to him nothing... that sounds like death right if okay he, he if, feels if... like if he could have attacked it he would have but sure. every time so... anyone has done that that ended very poorly so I, I feel like we, uh, you know, could confide with him that like, oh, we, you know, we whisper We're... so his guards can't hear. Like, hey, you know, like we'll, we we have an army just over the other side of the island. We, they could be here really soon. Blah blah blah. Uh, is it worth it 
to you for us to attack these bad guys because if it's not why do we i mean so to speak why do we care right other than we're the heroes right like i, I and and it, and it sounds fun but does he think it's worth it uh would, would that I mean, make him would that make him want to stay if we succeeded certainly if those things were dead my people could rebuild even perhaps okay. without slark or Thel, but okay. i don't know what that future would look like sure i mean i then i i give it it sounds like so you're saying there's a chance that it's yeah, i mean it, this is right? his home okay. and he would like to save yeah. it if he could okay right well then if, you, I, if you're offering him hope there then he'll i think we should of course latch on to that right well yeah. i so yeah, I mean, this is the, the, the the question is john like, what is, were you saying sorry no mike go ahead mike I was just wondering if, if the, 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 the big thing is right here or if it's over where Starkerfell used to live. Like, should we take out whatever it is that, that's, the, you know, yeah, the, the big bad, so to speak? Um, or, you know, because if, if, we, if we take down Alert. the build ones here, the Illithids that are, are, are running this town, are they just going to be replaced in short order? And are we, they still going to have issues with the no fish and the weird eels and the everything else? Like They're totally commonplace eels, by the way. Um, <laughs> it sounds like we would be taking out the cult of the Kraken. The head of the cult of the Kraken is what it sounds like. And then that would, in turn, weaken, to some extent, Slarkrathel because that group of worshippers wouldn't be around. So that might be... Well, it seems to me like... like reinforcements or... John, did you have something that you want to add? Well, I was just saying, you know, um, you know, thinking about Belinda's character and all that, I mean, this would be the time where he would, you know, kind of turn to the king. This is like, you know, like Lord of the Rings sort of moment and, and asking, you know, well, you know, are there still men who are loyal to the king? You know, can we can we muster some forces and, and attack? I mean, it sounds like there's not a whole lot of people that are actually in charge. Um, and, and it would be, you know, riding out of Helm's Deep. And you I know, mean, just, he says that, he, I, he says, he, I honestly don't know anymore. I feel like my court has turned against me because everyone lives in fear. But I mean, I, 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 I want to believe that my people are good. Well, I mean, Valentine doesn't feel great about like just taking the king and leaving his people, having the king leave his people like that. That, that doesn't sound. Well, I mean, great. so so here's one thing. If we're attacking right uh, we, we can call for for backup we can go in first we can keep the king safe in the temple or on, on the airship um but we've got four level 12 pcs plus two teams of elite soldiers four teams of, of regular soldiers we got team of berserkers we got three get yankee on young oh, two teams of berserkers yeah yeah we have the uh, invasion for, for, force. for this town i don't think it's a problem at all my, my question is yeah is it worth it you made this town um, is 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 it just, just going to be like a vacuum where they get almost instantly replaced? And by right. the way, we've drawn attention to so, ourselves. So well, we are heading as, to as you're all still talking. You come over the rise, and and there is um, the I just posted the you know a picture of the yeah. stave church. It looks like right. It, it's got these kind of steep pitched roofs like these Norwegian stave churches do. Um, it's kind of out there by itself. But hey, is there a way to? You can now see that. Just okay. so you know. So I, I try, I mean, to, to, my, my last to two cents, I think, that's what I, I guess. My, my last two cents are like, I think it's worth it. Uh, and uh, for, as for the, like the vacuum argument, um, w my understanding is where, um, you know, more lithids might come in from. That's where we're headed to next to tackle. That's my thought there. Or uh, that's that's my understanding of what we're planning to do anyway. Um, so I think it would be fine, uh, assuming that 
we're successful in the next one and we don't like totally like you know get killed from you know whatever circumstances in which case it doesn't matter anyway but yeah i think you know dealing with you know small town problem here followed by whatever is next is sounds okay to me okay well let's let's check out the the temple yeah i can go ahead and and send my message to um the 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 backup force and have them start heading this way um in the meantime you you do that yeah okay tell them to come in low and stop before the rise yeah i mean if if, uh, (laughs) the response comes how will we know we're almost there without seeing it but okay we'll do our best well when they come to the just tell them to come before the, the they'll the, the church they'll do the rest sarth trados will do some scouting uh, he'll they'll figure it out yeah sounds good right so we we go into the the temple okay and and in addition to looking around the, the temple i'm going to be paying attention to the thing on my hand to see if it changes yeah 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 it throbs a little bit as you uh, approach the temple um seeking franis stays outside with his men he does not go in um, and right. So, um, it's actually, despite the picture, it's, it's in kind of a shadowed grove of tall pines. Um, it's, it, and it's in bad shape. It's kind of rotting. Um, and, uh, it doesn't look like anyone comes here much. Um, but the trail is clear of vegetation inside. Uh, it smells bad. It smells like a, kind of like a stockyard almost. Um, and the wooden boards are moldering and, and seem to ooze a viscous scarlet sap, but I'm sure that's fine. Um, and with with each gust of wind, the structure moans like an injured animal. Uh, the rooms of the temple are pretty much empty um, until you reach a, a central chamber, which is a, kind of a balcony-crowned hall. Um, and there's a, a sort of a towering form in the middle of that covered in uh, what looks like uh, a sail. Um, and the sail has uh, kind of, it's sort of fungus peppered there's kind of some fungus all over the not you know not like supernatural fungus just like mildew and rot on the sail okay do do i see any uh indications of the the, the missionary who was sent two years ago uh of him ever being here like are there things that look more recently disturbed than 50 years ago um make an investigation check okay. plus zero that's a nine intelligence based you, dumb, dumb. I'm you, gonna investigate <laughs> along with him. Do, are you okay? I will do that. You did better with a ten. <laughs> um, you don't see anything that indicates that it has had recent habitation. Okay. Well, um, I mean, it, it doesn't seem like this place is. You find a few weird smears on the floor, but you don't know what they are. I, I th- this place definitely doesn't look like it's hallowed Valkyrian ground. Um, You're not feeling that, nope. So I, I don't think there's much we can do here, but I'll I'll send Barnacle Bess in to to look around some more. She's on the ship, the, right after the airship gets here. Oh, okay. You're not uncovering what's under the sailcloth. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I, I, I guess I misunderstood that. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, big I'll thing in that. the middle of the room, covered in a sailcloth. Yeah, yeah. I'll look, look at under that. Okay. Um, an aging, an aged wooden statue is revealed. A statue is of a broad, <laughs> muscular Northman whose arms have been mutated into writhing tentacles of a singularly unholy quality. Where the wood is cracked with age, a pustulant, pallid fungi has encroached, filling the spaces with globular, sucker-like growths. The malformed man towers to a height of 14 feet, and you recognize him immediately as Valker. Um, Atop the moist uh, plinth underneath the statue is the uh, pallid, festering corpse of uh, some kind of humanoid. Uh, Its flesh is bloated and webbed with 
blackening veins and it lies in a turbid puddle of liquid. Yeah, I'm We're going all out on our sure. on our on our adjectives today. So it yeah. sounds like it's too late for gentle repose. <laughs> yeah. Uh, turbid. Just... Turbid, yeah. Turbid puddle of yes. liquid, yeah. Uh, he is clutching something. Okay. I think you should uh, try to get that. I, I will, I will approach with my glaive and try to dislodge what he's clutching. Uh, make a dexterity check. Roll an attack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, 13. Uh, 13, you are able to work it free eventually, and what rolls across the floor towards you appears to be a, um, a jade scroll case. Uh, with some kinds of markings on it. All right. Um, I will summon Celestial and ask Balador to <laughs> take a look at it. <laughs> you there. <laughs> yeah, yeah pick, pick that up. Open it and see what's inside. Yes. Uh, sure. Balador, <laughs> when you pick up the jade scroll case, your hand starts to um, tingle, and you notice on the scroll case is a very similar pattern to the one on your hand. Ah, okay, cool. So let me open that up. Do you match them together? Oh, sure. Why not? Yeah. Uh, when you do, uh, oh, you, hear, you, yeah, you hear a, a pop and a hiss. Um, and <laughs> welcome uh, to eating nerds. <laughs> yeah. Um, what? Oh, oh yeah, I got it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, actually, a little bit of uh, you know, like uh, dry ice uh, smoke comes out out uh, of the the, the top of it. <laughs> and you're now in an 80s video um uh inside there's some kind of um some kind of parchment that i can read you pull it out yes you pull it out and uh, open it up and it is actually a drawing it's a drawing of what looks like an iron gate of sorts with two pillars on either side and each pillar is topped with a strange statue um and um uh and there's a a drawing of a single um character with a, a kind of a tentacle head um but he also has leathery bat-like wings and a crouched humanoid frame it doesn't look like a mind flare um and uh it it, it is scrawled uh, the gate of ascarl on northern trisk ascarl mm-hmm. i've heard that name before yes you have uh all right friends i see this is a a gate oh we're i know i know something about it but i don't know I- yeah. We've we've heard about Ascarl as the um the the, the layer of uh, Slarkathel is my understanding, which is round about these here parts near the purple purple rocks. Okay, so are there any other markings on there that would like? I mean, I'm guessing this is uh, uh well. Well, Trisk is the other island, the one that's just west of us, right? So yeah, it's kind of north. There's o- yeah. And there's only two big islands, so yeah. It's, yeah, so it sounds like the, this gate is our next stop after we deal with the local infestation. Yeah. Um. Uh. Let's see. Um. Somebody make uh, an intelligence history check. Grim, you're overlooking at the statue, right? Make an intelligence history check. History. Intelligence, I say. <laughs> Good luck. Luckily, I have a plus oh, five. On a fifteen, um, you notice uh, that um. It looks like the alterations to the arms that made them into tentacles uh, were definitely more recent, uh, right? The cracks of age are less prevalent in the wood on the tentacles. That looks like it was a fairly, um, it was done sometime after the statue was installed here. Um, anyone want to examine the corpse in any more detail? Yeah. Uh, sure. Romeo wisdom medicine check. <clears throat> Do I get advantage on all wisdom checks from Heroes Feast? I think uh, it's saving, saving throws, which this okay. is not. 
Oh, um, Gal a little more cautious around the corpse. He's not, you know, he's not touching it as much as Grim. Uh, Jared, you're, you're muted. Considering no one else had done gentle repose when it was needed, I'm like, <laughs> hey, this is why. This, this is, is why, why we gentle repose. This people. is why we gentle repose. <laughs> Um, exactly. And Grimm's doing a little better at it, but when when Ingvar comes over, uh, he is able to determine pretty quickly that not only is this definitely uh, Hrothi uh, Hirmax, the guy that you, or Crimax, I, I forgot what the name was I used. Anyway, yeah, it's the it guy that you were told would be there. Um, yeah. You find uh, some kind of holy symbol of Velker around its neck, and, and you determine that he's been dead mm, for weeks, probably, um, and that he died of drowning, probably, and Ooh. some kind of necrotic damage. Huh. Interesting. So it's not like he died as soon as he got here. No. It's more yeah, recent. It's more recent. Yeah, and if he died of drowning, and yet he's here... An hour away from the shore. <laughs> right, right. It's either... Yeah. You know, like you know, regular drowning and then brought here, or some other magical thing while he was here that caused him to drown. Necrotic that would seem pointing that way, right? You don't usually <laughs> suffer necrotic damage when regular drowning. I agree. Um, I can't remember if Janora told us where he was sent from. She, uh, I, I don't. It doesn't matter. Okay, because well, I mean, just I would want to return his his holy symbol to either his family or to the temple at which he worshipped most. I th- so, sounds like you take note of that, and yeah, uh, right. yeah, okay. yeah. We're not going to worry about that too much. But That's yes. fine. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, while we're waiting for the the ship or for you know whenever we're ready to go attack, um, I want to look around a little bit more, but I also want to basically what I would do what I do is make sure that um, this place is ready to burn to the ground because as soon as we finish with the city, that's what I want to do with this. It's unhell. I'd rather just burn it all and then well, start. Well, you can even um, you can even instruct a red dragon to just set it aflame as they ride past, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, let Watt yeah. can do it because he would, you know, he would... <laughs> yeah. He would, <laughs> he would make sure that he like saved job. whatever was important. Yeah. Or, uh, or fine. you know, he could he could even just renovate it. Uh, you know, yeah. probably do a, a bang up job of that. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You'd be all too delighted if Watkin were to take up residence here as the new priest of Elkers. That what I'm hearing. Yeah. Go for it. <laughs> yeah. Here's the temple here's, set up here's, for you. And here's the real estate that you have to deal with, and and the only and the local people who live here are just Gaga over Slarkerfell. So good luck. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm sure you'll do great. A lot of opportunities. I too used to worship Umberly. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. We'll tell him his conversion story. It'll be very powerful. More power to him. (laughs) I mean, sure to check in on him once a year from the Hall of uh, whatever it is. With the Hall of Black Waves? Yeah, Hall of Black Waves. By sending a single sending spell? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) How goes it? (laughs) Cool, cool, cool. Just once a year, he just gets a message. (laughs) Sup. (laughs) hpd (laughs) and it's never on his birthday it's never on his birthday uh yep (laughs) all right um so are are we going in when we think they're close are we going in after the the airship gets here so they can follow us in it sounded to me like you were timing it so that you were uh, probably going to be battling the mind flare while a battle rages around you outside in the town. Is that yeah, my that correct interpretation wonderful. of what you were going for, Grim? Yes, correct. Okay. Yeah, and and right. and at this stage, we, I'm fine with like skipping to that's happening next. Yeah, right? like, I am too. Right. Yeah. Like it, 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 I have I have like 
a couple of questions. Mm -hmm. Do you uh, like summon them to meet you here at the temple and discuss your battle plan with them and take out the bodyguards of King Frannis and put him on your ship? Or are you all headed back to town and then going to deal with that there? No, I think I think that's the whole point of them coming is that right. we okay. meet there. This is like out of sight of town. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. Behind the rise, right? Okay, it's, right. Yeah, that sounds good. We know it's you know it, mm-hmm. you know they've come in low. They're behind yep. the rise. Yep, they do that. Um, they uh, they come in. Uh, Watkin is appalled at this temple uh, and agrees it should be burned. In fact, he makes it sound like his idea, and everyone's like, "Yes, that's a good idea, Watkin. <laughs> Great idea, <laughs> good job. Watkin. Fantastic. Yes." <laughs> It's fine. I don't need credit. It's fine. Hey, out of curiosity, can you can you cook, Watkin? I'm just <laughs> no reason. Um. Anyway, so uh, you coordinate a battle plan, and you are you then um going back on foot, or are you are you just going to all ride up in your airship and rappel down onto the Ooh, castle like and 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 like fun. start and take the castle first and then go into the town or like well you know kind of what just give me the the two minute version of the plan i don't want a 10 minute discussion of what your plan is yeah no, i mean my initial thought was we go in and then like behind like basically we go into the castle and we should be able to get through the town without really raising any questions because you know you're on an airship surrounded by red dragons yeah no 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 like we go in just the four of us oh okay. by foot go into the castle and then as soon as we kind of get to the castle, we send a message saying, come now. Then as we're trying to go find the Mind Flayer, they're raiding the front gate. You're not going to take the castle first and expand from there? I mean, you can do aerial assault. They don't have to take the front gates, right? They can fly over them. I was just trying to keep the reinforcements because we know that oh, there's some group mean. below. Mm-hmm. We know that there's something below the, the castle. And so yep. if there's two points of threat and the noisier one is at the front gates, maybe that will draw I some follow. of those reinforcements. Okay. okay, I follow. All right. Sure. So you Let's coordinate that. that and we're skipping to that, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. Cut scene. It's happening. You're now in the castle hunting down Mind Flayer. Uh, you're valiant troops are taking on uh the um any who dare attack you sea king Frannis is on your ship calling upon his people to rise up and follow him to glory right so let's handle that a little bit and then we'll, we'll zoom in on your battle so somebody make a charisma check for sea king Frannis. see how he's doing in terms of inspiring his people we'll give him like a plus three to this because he's their king you can do that i saw a 19 rolled first um so that he's doing well right he's inspiring his people most of them are not fighting even though they uh oh, i'm getting an echo is that you john um uh, maybe, sorry. Um, even though uh, there's some red dragons and some Gith Yankee, which would normally be pretty unsettling, they've kind of dealt with a lot of unsettling things this year. So, um, uh, so that's actually working. Meanwhile, in the castle, let's zoom in on you guys. Zoom enhance. Here we are in the castle. Let's set. Uh, let's set ourselves here, right where we have you. Um, let's put you right where you are here on this side of the castle. I will reveal a little bit more just because you've seen some of the other areas by now. There's kind of a dining room in here. Let's have you have this battle in this kind of narrow space where there's this pit you can throw things down because that's fun. Um, And just go ahead and roll initiative, gents. (laughs) Right about time. This time the Horn Raven boys were wishing they were elsewhere. (laughs) <laughs> okay, our Horner and both rolled fours. For initial uh-huh. 
impressive. Ballandor, uh, a 12, and Grim, an 11. So no, I rolled I a 13. Four. I have a 4. Oh. Yeah, I'm sorry, a 10. A 10. Oh, okay. I see an 11, but okay. Right, that doesn't change the order. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, so they act first, basically. Um, so, uh, at some, they, they realize you're hostile after you're already inside, but they do realize it right when you're there. Um, so let's, right. So let me, oops, descend. There we go. Okay. Their turn. Everybody, they all act. Um, these two weird culty guys, uh, one of them's attacking Ingvar and one's attacking Ballandor. That looks like this versus Ingvar and versus Ballandor. Uh, 21 will hit, um, Ingvar for five, looks like. Yep. Uh, the eight misses. The 11s both miss on Ballandor. They're not that effective. Um, these guys sort of uh, take up a line like this. Uh, that guy got thrown down. He's not there. Um, there's this thing here and one of these things here and one of these things here, let's say. Um, one of the cult fanatics, uh, because this is a super annoying thing to do, cast spiritual weapon. <laughs> Ah, oh, <laughs> the worst. Bringing the hits. <laughs> uh, and that goes after Grim. Uh, so just so we're clear, that does that. Uh, so it's a melee spell attack, which is looks like that, which will probably not hit. Um, so that misses Grim. And uh, I think I'm also going to go ahead and open with my 60-foot cone. That would hit you guys, right? What do we got here? this guy oh yeah beautiful you're right in the range of a 60 foot cone so i'm gonna open up with my lovely mind blast which is a dc 15 intelligence save yes you read that right gents intelligence save <laughs> not one from ingvar oh no 10 from uh ballandor four from uh galron and from Grimm. I'm sorry, my my speaker just went out. What? Uh, uh, an in, an intelligence save, please. Oh man! Versus the psychic mind blast of this mind flare. Ooh. Some mind flares you've you've fought never had a chance to do this because they were too busy getting whacked from in a web. But th this one uh, has a fighting chance. All right, so you all failed. That's lovely. You each take uh, the damage listed, which was 24 psychic damage, um, and you are all stunned which is incapacitated can't move can speak only falteringly automatically fails strength and dex saving throws and attacks against you have advantage so you're all currently stunned you can repeat the saving throw at the end of each of your turns uh ending it on a success so that happens right at the beginning here he opens up with a big old mind blast and you all get stunned which means we are well on our way to a beautiful TPK. Um, Grim, it's, uh, sorry, it's uh, not Grim's turn. My bad. turn, Ballandor. Thanks, Ballandor, go ahead. Um, well, I can't do anything except for do the saving Correct. throw. At the end of your turn, you make a save. Mm -hmm. Right, so I'll do that. Mm -hmm. Intelligence, right? Intelligence, unfortunately. DC 15. You make it. Wow. You manage to shake yourself out of it. And in fact, uh, when you look down, your hand is like completely glowing. All right. Okay. Uh, we're going to credit Valker with that 22 that you, John, rolled. All right. <laughs> nice. Uh, that's the end of your turn, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, Grim, what do you? Uh, what happens with you on your new save? You are still stunned. Okay. Ingvar, an 18 oh. pulls you out of it. You also have a, a, a throbbing, glowing uh, Valker symbol on your hand that seems to... Uh, Take credit for the roll that you just rolled. Thank Valker. 
And uh, Galron is still affected. So uh, holding with the fact that those who had the Valkyrian symbol on their hands have been pulled out of it. We're just going to credit that with divine intervention. Um, that brings it back to their turn, which means that this Berserker will close 10, 20, 30 to there, um, which brings him just short of where he wants to be. Uh, Berserker. Hang on. Oh, I thought I had... Oh, this is one of my tabs that I lost. I knew you might face Berserkers, but I didn't have it up anymore. Hang on. New tab. Berserker. Sorry. He throws a dagger at you. Sure. Uh, all right. Well, I'm keeping the 23 to hit, but it's not 10 slashing. It's 1d4. Um, and he... Critically hits you, uh, Balandor, with his dagger um, for four points of damage to you. Oh. The, cult, the cult fanatics near you are also attacking, as they did previously. So this is versus Ingvar, one, two. Uh, I think those are with advantage because of Ingvar's... Oh, no, Ingvar is okay. Um, but a 21 and a 19 will both hit, right, Ingvar? Yep. So that's a total of seven piercing damage to you from daggers. Then versus Balandor, uh, a, a crit fail and a six. Uh, do you want to take your reaction to try to hit that guy who crit failed? Uh, no, I, I was... Okay. I was going to take my reaction against him regardless with my sentinel feet since he attacked him and he's within five feet of me. That will work. Do it. Nice. 27 to hit, uh, 15 damage there. Okay. Sorry, real quick. Do we still have those extra, extra um, HP from the feast? You do. That was 11? Include that, yeah. Okay, cool. Well, it, yeah, yeah. So I mean, they're gone. The, first I, hit. But... Yeah, depending on, on when we had it yesterday, I'm, I, I'm not sure. If, if I'm going to go ahead and, and say this is not okay. quite 24 hours later, so sure. Okay, sweet. Yep. Um, Okay, so that happens. The spiritual weapon versus Grim is obviously super effective. Uh, here we go. Um, actually, that will hit. Um, yeah. And uh, he would have had advantage anyway. So um, spiritual weapon deals how much? 1d8 plus his spellcasting ability modifier. 7 plus uh, 3, I think. Plus 2, actually. So 9 damage to you. Um, that's force damage, Grim, so you don't get the, the damage reduction of your armor on that. Um then the mind player is going to uh, see if he gets his sweet, sweet mind blast back. He does not this round. So he's actually, everyone's going to move towards you. So 10, 20, 30, 10, 20, 30, 10, 20, 30, and it's going to be like this. Okay. I think that's my turn, uh, making it. Ballandor's turn. So wait, where's the mind player? I, I should. Sorry, he's uh, he's this guy here in the blue. Okay. He's behind a kraken priest at the moment, so he has half cover too. Um, if you're, he's scared of us. Oh, I mean, he does not seem to be. He seems excited by the fact that some of you are stunned because that's uh, you know, prime brain harvesting condition. Right. So I'm gonna probably misty step over to him. That's a that's and the... twenty thirty would put you right behind him. Right. And that's a sorry. That takes your bonus action, which means you can't sure. cast as your action. Right. So, oops, let me get this guy. I'm going to go over by, by him. Whatever, that's fine. Okay. And I'm going to just wail on him. Sure. Here we go. 20 will hit. Tell me of all those numbers, which ones I care about. 961, so that's, uh, that's uh, 16 damage. Okay. And then he's going to hit him again. Hopefully again. Uh, 20 hits, I imagine. Eight, four, and five, another 17. Yep, okay. All right. You're, you're cutting deeply into his chest. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right, that's a pretty good turn. Uh, Grim, at the end of your turn, you may make a new save. Oh. 
Oh, sorry, was there something else on your turn, John? Uh, I wanted to, to, to divine smite. Is that a bonus action, or is that just a thing you can do? I don't know your abilities. You have to yeah, I know. So I, I, I look you, look it up for next round. Yeah, yeah. It's fine. Go ahead. So okay. it was the nineteen. It was the nineteen. Will 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 bring you out of your stun. Yep. Uh, Ingvar, what do you do? So I'm gonna do that annoying thing. I'm gonna cast spiritual weapon. Mm-hmm. Attack the uh, other spiritual weapon. Distract it. No, I'm gonna do cast spiritual it. Spiritual weapons. I think that should be a thing. Honestly, <laughs> they cancel each other out. They just, you know, they're fighting over on their own side, yeah. <laughs> like the berserkers outside. You know, they're just doing stuff. Okay, so I'm I'm putting it back there to yep. attack the mind flare. Uh, Twenty for fourteen. Twenty for fourteen. Okay, um, that's a bonus action. Yeah. So then, with my action, I'm going to shocking grasp the guy next. Um, that is a cantrip. Yes, it's a, a cantrip action. Okay. 13 will miss. Yeah, it's a bummer. Sorry. That's fine. Uh, yeah, that's my turn. Uh, Galron, you are in a stupor. That's right. I actually think I'm blinking personally, but, uh, you know. You think you're blinking, but you're not. <laughs> that's right. Trapped in my own mind. That's right. <clears throat> okay. Uh, their turn. Uh, right. So now things have changed considerably uh, since last round for this guy. So let's see what he's doing. Got a big mad triton in your face. Yeah, he's going to reach out with a tentacle and attack face. you, I yeah, think. Yeah, I figured. 24 hits you, right? Yeah, it does. So you take 13 psychic, and you are currently grappled. Let's see. And I need a DC 15 intelligence saving throw or, or be stunned. Okay, you managed to avoid being stunned. Good job. So that also, my reaction, I can take no damage because shield master. Versus tentacles, huh? Okay. Oh, uh, well, oh, wait. I'm sorry. No, you're right. I was thinking it was a spell. It's a spell. Nope. Yeah. Nope. So, nope. Sorry. so 13. Got okay. it. Meanwhile, this deep scion is also closing on you. Uh, hang on. I thought I had a tab for that, but I don't. And I also need another one for the other thing, of course, because I was stupid and put five different kinds of things here for variety, ostensibly. But, you know, it's just a pain. Okay, Deep Scion is multi-attacking you with its, uh, it looks like this, by the way, in case you've forgotten. Um, its face is opened up into a nasty form that yeah, will be biting you twice. Oh, no, one bite, one claw. Miss, miss. Okay. Um, the, uh, can things occupy the same space as a spiritual weapon or not? Well, it doesn't matter. This guy will hop down into the trench and then move forward, and he'll attack. Um, he's a cult fanatic, so he gets uh, dagger, dagger. Uh, he, there's a nat one in there in case you care. Um, 18 doesn't hit you, though, right? No. And then versus Grim with his spiritual weapon, he gets to roll that, which will miss. Um, the Kraken Priest will also turn and attack Balandor, because why wouldn't he? He... So that fanatic got 20... Jeez, 24. Okay. Uh... That is, there's another net one, but uh, oh, yeah. you've already used it now. Yep. Okay. And then the berserker is gonna step in, triggering an attack from Grim. Um, and from me. And from you. But you know, when you're berserker. Berserk. Yeah. Berserker's gonna berserk. This is versus Grim. Uh, he misses Grim. Gets hit by uh, Ingvar for what looks like 19. Is that yep. right? Okay. And uh, to finish it all off, my cult fanatics down by the door are both attacking Ingvar with their daggers. One, two, three, four. 
So a 9, a 22, a 16, and a 12. The 22 hits, does the 16 hit? Yeah. Okay, so then that's three more piercing to you, um, getting stabbed by these guys in the door. I think that's all my guys acting, uh, and that makes it Ballandor's turn. Okay, so I'm just going to keep hitting this uh, Mind Flare. Okay. You nat one, which allows him another chance to, um, which allows actually everybody (laughs) opportunity attacks on you. Oh no! Uh, I get one like but this. Only if they want to. Yeah. One like this. Miss. I get one like this. Miss. I get one like this. Oof! Hit. That's another fifteen seconds. Save. And an intelligence save. Yeah. That's the one that you don't want to hit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not taking that three piercing. Eesh. You are uh, currently stunned. Ugh. Until the, until stunned. the grapple ends. Actually, is how this one's state. Um. Okay. But considering that you can't move, that's going to be problematic for you. Oof. All right. Um, that is currently what happened on all of that. Um, Grim, that makes it your turn. That was a bad one to roll, turns out. Yeah. Grim, what do you do? Uh, this is the Berserker right here. Yeah. Correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess I'll just I'll hit the go after that Berserker. Okay. Roll to hit. 21 will hit for 21 damage. He's still up. The 16 hit. 16 versus a Berserker. Uh, will hit. He's wearing hide armor, so that will hit. Yep. Mm-hmm. Another 22. Another 22. He's not looking so good, but he is still up. And then... <laughs> the crit- what? Critical butt attack. Critical butt attack. <laughs> you have killed him with a critical butt attack. <laughs> All right. That was... Nice. That was the order of operations. That's that what you wanted. Before. Yeah. Right. So you're, you're free to move epic, if you want. Epic grim right. turn. Okay, you're moving to there? Yeah. Got it. Anything else on your turn? Pretty effective turn. Yeah, yeah. That's sorry. That's all I could do. Okay. Ingrid, <laughs> what do you do? Um, so first I'm going to have my spiritual weapon attack again. And I just realized I forgot um, what level I cast that at. Apologies. Fourth level. Um, so let me roll that again against the Mind Flayer. Then... That was it for force. Yep. And then I'm going to... But that doesn't break the grapple right no uh and then i'm gonna kind of take a step forward so i'm not leaving the attack range for mm-hmm. anyone um and you're just and opening I'm it up so to... i can be attacked got it <laughs> yep 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 um i am going to destructive wave so it's a dc 19 con save can you tell me where that's targeted first so it's a 30 foot wave so all the enemies that i see should be uh, impacted i can select which features it affects wave in 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 a cone shape or in a radius or what um here let and you me can select targets you said drop, drop that ripples outward from you okay so it's a 30 foot radius of you got it each creature you choose okay so that's included includes galron presumably no, I mean, actually, yeah, Ron's good. I, Despite his his recent whining, um, <laughs> I'm I'm not going to target him with this. Okay, so I need sure. to roll con saves for everything. Sounds like right. Uh, yes. Um, it, it, basically, you get the the 31 total damage, 15 uh, thunder, 16 radiant. Um, if you fail, and if you succeed, you get half that. Also, if you fail, you are knocked prone. All right, that will kill that guy. This this guy takes. Sorry, how much? Total? It's thir- 31 total. 31. Okay, so he's actually slightly up. Not, you know, a lot up, but he's a slightly up. Um, then this cult fanatic up here. No, oh, I'd been forgetting to act for him. Oh, interesting. Um, he's new. <laughs> he's like, wait, where? 
he was slightly stunned by the the psychic wave. He's out of it now. Um, he wasn't like damaged by it. He was, but he was, was a little yeah. stunned. Um, so minus thirty one to him. He's not looking so good. Um, Jan Kraken Priest con save for him. Uh, that's a fail, right? Mm-hmm. What's the DC again? Nineteen. Yeah. Okay, uh, so, yeah. So minus thirty one to him. Uh, my mind flare is within 30 feet of you, right? 10, 20, 30. Yep. That's a fail. So he takes 31. He's also not looking so hot because he's been wailed on a bunch. Um, I, yep. I'm arguably this guy has some cover against you, but I think it'll still affect him. Kraken priest. Oops. No, he's not a Kraken priest. Sorry. He's a deep scion, obviously totally different, uh, but still a fail. And then I have one more cult fanatic, probably also a fail. Yeah. So yeah. everybody, so basically also, everybody takes 31. So you've, yeah. you've done a lot of damage there. So, so key point here, they're all also knocked prone. Oh uh, no, that's Minumori if... who does key points. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so if the mind player is knocked prone, does that break his grapple with, uh, I'm not aware of anything in the rules that would do that. Okay. I just thought I'd ask, you know, if, if narratively, yes, mechanically, no. Okay. <laughs> All right. So narratively, you're free, John, but mechanically, you're still <laughs> grappled. Let's think about it. He's got a couple of like tentacles from his face around John's yeah. head, right? If he's yeah. not prone, but but Ballendor's not, uh, uh, like, uh, yeah. But he, he basically just, I, yeah, I think he just kind of like fell into Ballendor. Like he's trying to like hold yeah. himself up on Ballendor. Something like that. It, it's almost romantic. It is almost <laughs> romantic. <laughs> Feeling that. Uh, Galron, or... mind player, meet cute. Galron, are you planning to get in this fight? <laughs> oh yeah, not, not yes, you are. Later, no, <laughs> not like not immediately, <laughs> not immediately. But like by next turn, maybe. I, like I'm thinking about it. You know, it's, <laughs> I think I think that destructive wave knocked Under you to your senses. Strong consideration. Okay? <laughs> right. Okay, fine. I'll do something next time. Their turn. Uh, this is where things get interesting for Bellendor. <laughs> Extract brain. Ah. <laughs> I only had a plus well, 17 missed, right? I mean, it's an attack. Uh, oh, with advantage oh, because yeah, 24. That's right. You're right. right. Attack grapple. rolls against you have advantage. Oh, okay. So Dang. that's um, effective. <laughs> it says 55 on. My, oh, it must have rolled the 10d10 and only gotten 36. Yeah, that's a low roll. Um, yeah, two ones in there. Yeah. 10 d10, you say? 10 d10, yeah. Normally that would look more like that. Um, yeah, holy cow. That's oh, that's four tens on there. Yeah, but praise Valker. Um, uh, but only 36 <laughs> damage to you, uh, Ballandor, because that's what I rolled. All right. Um, uh, and since that does not reduce you to zero hit points, it your brain is not outside your body yet, cool. but you can feel this thing boring into your skull with some teeth that are normally hidden by the tentacle. I don't, I don't like that. No, it's not a comfortable <laughs> feeling. It, it, it's as though, yeah, you're being, it's like someone has a bone saw coming up against your skull. You're in the process of receiving some rad scars. Mm-hmm. You are in the process <laughs> of receiving some rad scars. That's accurate. Um, and let me just, let me just read up on something real quick. Hang on. You shouldn't read up. Just, just go with, <laughs> go with what you know. It's fine. Go with your good. Would we call you a willing creature? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a, <laughs> a willing creature. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for what for what he would like to do uh, to himself, but include you if you're willing, would you be willing? Probably not. 
some interesting consent language. <laughs> I'd like to do this to myself, but with you, if you're willing. <laughs> do you accept my offer? Those are the terms. Does he want to talk to me about it? Does he want to try to persuade me? Uh, no. Okay. But he is definitely touching you, which qualifies. <laughs> it's like that. <laughs> I mean, we would definitely say, as he bores through your skull, that he's touching you in a way that makes you feel uncomfortable, right? Yeah. Um, That's my brain. I don't know you. Uh, so he's low on hit points, and you guys do a lot of damage. So he doesn't really want to stick around. So he's strongly tempted to like use his plane shift ability and get the heck out of dodge. But it, he's also mid-feed. Yeah, you don't want to miss out on that. <laughs> so I think he has to like roll a d20 to decide. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say high end he plane shifts, low end he sticks around for the brain feeding. This is, I believe, an, uh, just like a, an intelligence check for him. How okay. smart is boy? Oh, oh, so he plane shifts. Yep. He oh, decides to leave your brain in your head and, and skedaddle. So just in case we're unclear on what that looks like, you and up to eight willing creatures, which is why he wanted to know how willing you were. Um, in fact, he throws out a hand to the Kraken priest who's, and, uh, who's aware of this uh, capability, and they both are zoink gone. Um, so he's someplace else that's not on this plane. Get him, get on. <laughs> and I don't Just think out of curiosity. Yeah. Did, did he have? Oh wait, you can use the spell to banish an unwilling creature. Ooh, it's so tempting. But the fact that he's getting wailed on from across the room, too, it's not just Ballandor. So, yeah, I was going to blink or uh, Missy step out of his grapple, and then I was going to attack him. So, I mean, he saw me Missy step already, so he might be aware of that. Uh, yeah, interestingly, stunned is curious in that it says you can speak only falteringly. It doesn't specifically say oh. you can't do verbal components. Mm. Well, stunned says you're incapacitated, yeah. which says you can't take action. Oh, or reactions. I thought I was just grapple yeah. reactions. No, you were incapacitated. Capacitated stuff. Oh, sorry. I thought until grapple. the grapple was going to end. Okay. So. So I can't take action. So we don't. Yeah. So. Yeah. Know, up to you. Well, kind of wish that the spell was worded just slightly differently, so he could <laughs> do both do both effects, right? Where he transports himself and potentially an unwilling creature. Yeah, those so seventh he, level spells need to be a little bit stronger. Just, <laughs> just, <laughs> just barely, though, right? Because he can. It's it. It's worded like. Well, actually, it doesn't say either or, right? Read this with me. Yeah, it does. It says alternatively. No. Oh no, that's about the sigil sequence oh, and teleportation okay. circle. Yeah. Following paragraph, you can use this spell to banish an unwilling creature to another plane. Choose a creature within your reach. Check. Make a melee spell attack against it. On a hit, the creature must make a charisma saving throw. If the creature fails to save, transport it to a random location on the plane of existence you specify. So he wouldn't necessarily, you wouldn't go to the same place as him. But he right. If I wouldn't want to the plane. That would so, okay. So that a reading of this is that so everything after that. can operates independently of everything else because you can specify a target and then they use alternatively. So the rules of construction are that can is a mandatory singular as opposed to a multiple option as may or, you know, so can is a shall in this construction. So uh, you shall. I, I do can this. do this. So I can do you this. Can means you shall do this, but not this. So I think, I don't think it, it, it lets you do both. I think I can. <laughs> I think I, I counter, can do it. So I counter spell. Let me, let me. <laughs> so you, if, while invisible. 
I don't have I don't have counter spell. <laughs> I think I'm gonna try it because it'll be fun. Go for it. You still have to uh, hit him. You have advantage. Yeah, right. You there's like him. I have to hit him, and he has to fail a charisma save. It's fun to try, right? Um, uh, John, John, you're you're yeah, you're, no, you're a consensual start. adult here, right? You're, you're fine <laughs> with this. Yeah. Okay. So I'm gonna make a melee spell attack against. That's what I'm gonna do. Okay. But with advantage because you're still it's an oh, attack. Right. Okay. Because, uh, yeah, you're still Nate's spellcasting. Doesn't give me a thing for that? Well, okay, fine. I guess I just... What's the, D- what's the DC been on this other stuff? Uh, 15. So, so it's, it's probably got a plus four. five. Well, or... his, it, it uses intelligence, so... Pretty high. Anyway, right. I'm just going to roll... So plus seven. Okay, so... Probably plus seven. 14 Whoa. was already plus four. So he rolled a 10. So a 17... If that's an attack, it's not, not going to hit it's okay, a, it's a spell attack. Doesn't hit you? No, I I, I know for goes against my AC, Ingvar, right? Yeah. So so for Ingvar, that that his his spell save DC is eight more than his attack modifier. Yeah, but that's because you're a PC and you have like proficiency and all this other stuff that that okay. monsters don't have. So that's not really a, a valid comparison. Okay. okay. So I think I failed, but out of curiosity, please roll a charisma save. <laughs> all right. Hey, well, that's hey, one of best. Out of my curiosity, did the Mind Flayer have more than 15 hit points left? No. Dang it! Which I, is I why going, he's I, get the heck out of Dodge Town, yeah, right? I forgot. Uh, my intention, and I totally forgot, was to use my uh, one of my divine... That would have uh, done cha- it. My Channel of Eddies to max the Thunder Damage, which would have been an extra 15 Thunder Damage. Dang it! So I think you would have also made the Charisma save there, John. So yeah. uh, it would have been rad for him to like put you in a random spot on the Astral Plane and be like... Eh. Sorry, you're on the astral plane. <laughs> I can because I can. Brain half, uh, half out of my head. But unfortunately, you stay here on the prime material plane, and he and his Kraken priest retreat to parts unknown. How would John get back? Okay, we would uh, we would have to figure that out. Yes, yeah. a, a creature so transported must find yeah. its own way back to it's your clear about plane that. of yep. existence. We, we yeah. would ask our we ask our get Yankee friends be like, uh, yeah. that's actually not the worst idea because they have contacts on the astral plane. Yeah, could you look on an infinite plane for my friend Malador, please? <laughs> it's a very confused Triton. <laughs> if you should happen to, could you just put out an APB on him? <laughs> Actually, we can't guarantee that he'd be confused. <laughs> Probably be looking for water of some kind. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I gotta get wet. <laughs> guys, <laughs> guys, wait till I get in the water. <laughs> Interestingly, on the astral plane, there are pools, like multicolored pools, but they're not water. They're portals. They they take you right. to other planes. Oh. So you would dive into the first one thinking it was water. <laughs> <laughs> and end up on a whole other plane. Plane of water, <laughs> not, maybe. Not necessarily uh, the plane of water, probably but some... it would be place. hilarious if it was and he just thought he was in the pool. That's right. It's just time <laughs> bandits with the gift Yankee chasing him through portals. Like, that's, <laughs> you know... <laughs> Okay, so unfortunately, we don't get to have that kind of fun because John uh, uh, was not willing in yeah. the first place. Although he was willing to play along. No, um, that's good. Okay, so I failed uh, to take you with me to the astral plane, uh, but I and my Kraken priest escape. The rest of them just surrender because what's the point? Well, a round or two later, you're going to destroy them all because they're all piddly in comparison. That actually did some damage. I was down to 43 hit points. Oh. So if, if I had gotten a couple, like two more rounds of sucking, trying to suck your brain out, I probably could have 
extracted your brain. But that wasn't going to happen. No, not with the rest <laughs> of the party around and concentrating <laughs> attacks on me. Right. That was the thing is that all all valid attacks that could be going to him were going to him and his hit points were sinking fast. <laughs> so he saw the writing on the wall there and will dutifully warn his masters about you. All right. Good. Yeah. We're on our way. I turned to Galron and be like, thanks, buddy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Calrond's like, I'm ready. Uh, <laughs> Good job not killing your brother this time, man. <laughs> um, sorry. Maybe next Jared, time eat a decent feel... breakfast. <laughs> Jared, hey. Jared probably feels a little deprotagonized. Let's not pick on him because he didn't get to play in the fight. No, actually, I was really expecting to fail again because I, it was a DC 15 intelligence. I did not expect to. So when I succeeded, it was a surprise, but I was expecting to fail and then ask can I roll a d20 to see how things are going outside in the rest of the battle? That's Well, all. let's do that anyway. Roll yeah. with advantage because, let's face it, like <laughs> red dragons get Yankee Knights and your well-trained right, right. soldiers who actually have been eating for the last six months uh, <laughs> are, are probably... And plus, we saw that Seeking... Frannis. is inspiring his people. So, so 19 on 19 that. plus whatever. Mm-hmm. The town is yours. Woohoo! Uh, sea King Frannis, we've... I mean, I don't know that we necessarily set right. out to, like, save the Kraken Society, but we did. I mean, kind Yay. of. Yay! <laughs> Mark the Hell worshippers are saved! Valker's <laughs> like, this victory brought to you by Valker. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Right, right. So, I mean, all, all told, um, I mean, overall, it was a success, uh, uh-huh. minus the, like, exactly what we were was. talking about earlier. Is that now there's like this this vacuum and like uh, so in, the, I, in the absence of us going and tackling where they are, mm-hmm. like they might come back or whatever. But well, so here's the here's we have some time left, so right. So here's yeah. my next set of questions for you. Um, I'm assuming that your next move is to sail is to sail your airship up to Trisk. Is that accurate? Yeah. Yeah. Do you take um, your forces, all of them, with you, or do yeah. you leave some as a peacekeeping force? Uh, in oh, their yeah. blue helmets down here in Milkstead uh, to make sure that, like, the mind players don't take back over the minute you're out of town. We leave the berserkers from the... Um, the from t- Turn. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Should we should we leave one of the Githyanki with a dragon, or... Like, Sarth Trados could be in charge down yeah. here? Yeah, why not? Also, I... I Because he will not stand for any kind of mind player shenanigans. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. In fact, he's a little bit upset that he was not invited. Once he finds out that you guys were fighting a mind flare without him, he's a little (laughs) bit upset, and that takes some smoothing over because that he lives for that. That's like his thing. That's like the the whole races thing. Uh Yeah, (laughs) he's like, oh, you were. I was a distraction, so you could do that. Really? You know, I'll probably back. Um, Get that one. And you didn't see the plane shift coming. Everyone knows they plane shift. There's not really a defense against it, but yeah. um, Ingvar would personally like to see both the desecrated temple of Valkyr and the temple of Sarkafel burned down to the ground. The temple of Valkyr, no problem. They can just do that. Uh, the temple of Slarkrathel, that's a harder sell. I was Especially, that. That, will take a, that will take a persuasion <laughs> roll of a fairly high DC for seeking Frannis to like not throw a fit that you're Say, effectively, destroying our local cultural center. But where they so, have all their potlucks. But, but like if your <laughs> green skinned alien does it like 
<laughs> yeah. Who's he gonna blame? Right? Like, I mean, you, you 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 could say effectively like, hey, I mean, Slarkothel's not uh, here anymore, so you should worship Valkyr. Well, for, if he's convinced Slarkothel really is dead, then he might be okay with it. This is why there's a persuasion roll. Yeah. Okay. Do it. Do it. Eighteen. On an eighteen, he's like, it 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 pains him to do it, but he's like, it's probably for the best, considering that I think Slarkothel is is yeah. no is no longer providing for these islands okay i i i um express my my sympathies for the loss of of your so elder much, kraken right right well you know his family there, there's got to be a hallmark card so for that <laughs> <laughs> um, but i do tell him that we are leaving behind a priest of valkyr walkin green here who's happy to <laughs> stay like a, mm, and help you learn more about valkyr in that walkin would love to do that walkin you're here i, I think we should leave Watkins Watkin because he's a pretty high level priest. You know, Watkin is like, too valuable. Yeah. yeah, he's too valuable to the whole rooms and teams thing. Yeah, which yeah. we don't play anymore. But yeah, <laughs> what is a what happened to the the glowing hand thing? It's gone. Okay, so we feel that was approved, right? I suppose. Okay, I don't know how you feel. You have to figure that out. <laughs> um. I want to take some time to say a prayer to Valker to thank him. Okay. And also Everyone full try... germs. <laughs> I also want to try to invoke divine intervention to see Dear if Heavenly he Belker. bless me with a um, an unlimited supply of gem-encrusted bowls. <laughs> so uh-huh. Roll. It's a D100. No, no, he's not doing that. No, it's worth a shot. <laughs> Every morning outside your door, you find a new gem-encrusted bowl. <laughs> Nobody knows how it gets there, but it smells like seawater. No. Valker says no. <laughs> All right. I had to do it. No. What would you have had to roll for that to be a success? Uh, 11 or less. But yeah. No. All right, so you're sailing up to Trisk, and you left Sarth Trados and some uh, of the Berserkers behind, and if there's any kinds of... Let's just say there's some Sending Stones involved, and Sarth Trados, who doesn't normally cast Sending, can let you know if that happens, right? Yeah, He's got a way good. to do that. Um, so you and your other guys are uh, pulling the same thing where you're parking on the other side of the island and walking across, or are you rolling up? Um, or are you circumventing the or circumnavigating the island looking for that thing that was drawn on the parchment? I, I want to look for the gate and and I, and I want to take a close look at the parchment. Does it indicate that we have to do anything special to get in through the gate, or could we like fly over it? Is there some sort of magical barrier that would prevent us from just swooping over the gate? Um, you, it, upon closer reading, it sounds like there's actually some kind of tower nearby that is supposed to be the way into Ascarl. Okay. Um, I, I mean, I feel like the jig is kind of up with the mind flare bamping out and warning. So I'm fine with just rolling up. Yeah. Okay. No pretense. I mean, can we sense. look, can we float, fly around looking for the tower? Sure. Um, make a, what do we call that? Survival roll to navigate properly in the situation or, or a water, uh, a survival plus your water vehicles, uh, I mean, uh, proficiency, Galron. Yeah, Galron's our, our navigator slash telekinesis caster. So sorry, I was making the the, the sympathy card. Um, it's in the Slack <laughs> channel. <laughs> <laughs> 
on the occasion of the death of your elder, sorry for the loss of your elder Craig, and I know he meant a lot to you. Praise Valk. That's actually, that's actually. Praise Valk. I love it. Everyone, please sign. We're presenting this to King Francis. That's right. And his, and his people. Sorry, you said uh, I, we were, I was totally paying attention. Water vehicles. totally were. Uh, water yeah. Survival plus your water vehicles roll. Uh, uh, yeah. Or something. Fine. 23. Okay, so it doesn't take you long, uh, given that there was some clues on that parchment, and you, you definitely come uh, to a stretch of, of rocky northern shore line on Trisk, where you see what looks like a crumbly tower and uh, the remains of what used to be um, some wrought iron gates on the shore. <laughs> what? <laughs> Oh, <laughs> Lightfoot plays the background. <laughs> <into> the... Oh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> That's great. Oh, man. Um, okay, do we? I hope you leave that there. I hope um, we don't use that at my new job. <laughs> Zoom, yeah. There you go. <laughs> Sorry. So... That's a power move, man. <laughs> um, they ask you about it. Crazy <laughs> offer. Ten like nothing's wrong. Where's my um, I know that Ballandor got knocked down quite a bit. Have, have we taken a long rest, or do we need to like? You have not taken a long rest. Do we no. want to like wait outside and and let everyone kind of like, catch their breath after the battle, or nah, do we start? I think only Ballandor took a bunch, right? Yeah. Well, I, I wasn't sure about the other forces that we have with us. The other Githyanki and soldiers that we. This did is the really problem well. with Five E is that the players want to take a long rest after every battle. I'm I'm fine. I mean, I don't have very many. I don't think, I don't know if I have any. Why don't you take a short rest and see how, how close that gets you to back up? Ian, okay, take your yeah. uh, your hit die uh, to heal up, or if you, if you need it. Well, I can just yeah. lay on hands too. There you go. You could yes, and that As... comes back for a long rest. But if you wanted to do things that right, you're you're plunging into an unknown situation. So it's actually short rest is well. Anyway, you figure it out. How much damage did we take from that uh, that initial? Did we take anything from that initial? You did, blast? yeah. That uh, if we scroll back up, that that blast did deal some psychic damage to everybody. Uh, that 24. was twenty four. You said? I think so. Hang on, I've got it up here. Uh, my psychic damage. Oh, it's just beyond my scroll. Oh, no, there it is. There's an initiative. Where is it? Yeah, twenty four. John Trent. Okay. For some reason I was missing that. Okay. But you had eleven um, extra too, right? So that's all yeah, that and a, a net thirteen down. Yeah, it was. And then you got hit by a spiritual weapon once. Yeah, that was nine. Okay, so you roll on up to Trisk. You find this uh, abandoned tower, and I'm about to change your map. Out to go. There's an illustration of the tower down at the bottom, just so you have a sense of it. The entrance is actually kind of on the second level, or at least up. There, it looks like there used to be stairs here and they've crumbled and now there's a ladder up to a platform where there's a door. A doorway, I should say. The door is rotted off its hinges. It looks like there's at least one level above that. Um, and there you go. Right. You guys just want to rappel down into the tower? <laughs> you just abseil from your uh, your airship <laughs> down onto the top? Yeah, base jump, yeah. Aussie style, face first. Yeah. <laughs> I see no, nothing wrong with any of these uh, you know, approaches. Drop in. Nice of you to drop in. <laughs> okay. Is that what you're doing? If that's the case, I'll put you on top of the tower. Let me know. Yeah, I mean, okay. I don't Sounds have good. any other better ideas at present. Great. On top of the tower, there's a small colony of cranium rats, um, but uh, they just sort of look at you. Oh, you kill them? No, no. Bonfire them to death. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they, they, don't, they don't much like that. 
good. What makes them cranium red? Show you. You, you can, can see, see the brains. brains. They have they have big brains. <laughs> big brain. <laughs> big brain time. Big, big brain. Big brains on rats. <laughs> uh, and they're they're typically controlled by something. Um, they can shed dim light from their brain in a five foot radius. Yeah, so they're immune to any effect that would sense its emotions or read its thoughts. <laughs> huh. Let's uh, do it. Allegedly, mind players create cranium rats by bombarding normal rats with psionic energy, like as a hobby, I guess. I mean, hey, as everyone has hobbies. One does. It's their version of womp rats. <laughs> they also know how to cook and control people by moving their hair. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Explains a lot. <laughs> That's right. I said it. Remy was a cranium rat. <laughs> It's a hot take. Oh. <laughs> a hot, fresh take on yeah. gratitude. Gotta make a... <laughs> I know that's what you come here for. <laughs> you heard it here first. The world's been waiting for yeah. a new take on gratitude. <laughs> so they, they basically scatter at your approach, but they, but not so much that they're not like scattering into holes. They're scattering to where they can watch you. They're all just watching with their beady little eyes and their glowing brains. You're firebolting them all, Galron. Oh yeah, I one mean, by one. one by one. Uh, eventually, they will <laughs> try to hide it if that's what's happening. Hide I further. Feel like someone's watching me. Fair enough. <laughs> Can't get that's, is, that's the only <laughs> that's the only thing in there then uh there's a ladder down on the from the top to the uh, down. you take it i mean it. or we can uh you do the thing where you grab now. the sides yeah. of the ladder and grab your feet on the sides of the ladder and yeah. slide we're taking down. the ladder <laughs> right that will put you in what would normally be the level that people would enter on um yeah. but we're not we're flying boat people. <laughs> you are flying boat people. <laughs> don't anyone forget it. <laughs> That's a whole different kind of person. It is. It's like, how'd you get here on flying boat? But it's not that different from the kind of people you were before. <laughs> it is a whole different kind of person, but it's not different from what you were before. Mm-hmm. Um, in, uh, on level P1, let's say. A crucified figure hangs from the crumbling tower wall. The corpse Yikes. is near indescribable, a detestable amalgam of cephalopod and man decomposition, rendering its finer features unrecognizable. That escalated quickly. <laughs> sure did. <laughs> it has been gnawed a little bit by cranium rat. Wait, so the, the thing is half cephalopod, half man? Correct. Oh. But not in a mind flare way. Okay. <laughs> Right. Different. So that's better. It, it's more like a mermaid with a squid bottom. I don't know. It's like Ursula. <laughs> no. But not, you know, not in a hot way. <laughs> that's a hot take on the little mermaid. <laughs> <laughs> Ursula was the hot one. Get into a Disney Theory channel. <laughs> Learning new things about Dave tonight. <laughs> I thought of it and then I was like, yep, yeah, gotta say it. You got oh, him. That's got the him. next live action. <laughs> Hot Ursula. This is, more like, this is more like, you know, dead, half-decomposed Ursula. So not that hot. <laughs> it's still kind of hot, obviously. It's less hot. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> Sorry, children at home and your parents. It's been a rough night over here at D&D Nerd. <laughs> By the way, Dave. Uh, I can't select Ballandor. Why would you want to? <laughs> I mean, on principle. Have you tried? Good point. Have but... you tried to spell magic? 
remove curse. What were all the things that uh, suggested last game? All the ways that we, we can try to get rid of Ballandor? <laughs> what? A few options. Try dismissal? Why is... Okay, you ought to be able to control him. Who keeps moving connected? Galron and Mouse? I, so he's connected to Mouse somehow. Click away from it and then click yeah, back click on away. it. away. Click away, click away, click away. Oh, there we go. There we go. Okay, so now we got Ballandor and Mouse. No, Mouse is uh, Mouse yeah, is not uh, present. There you go. Mouse is is Ingvar's spiritual weapon. Wasn't he always? No. In in many ways, Ballandor is, but Mouse never was. <laughs> that's, that's a good point. Ballandor's like playing a whole different game than. than uh... <laughs> John, I haven't. It's been several sessions, but I haven't really gotten a handle on Ballandor. Yeah, I know. Yet. Yeah, me either. But you're um, not playing him much. Yeah, he's a. Uh, he's yeah, I mean, he, he he fights. I get he that. Fights. He's, yeah, but I'm not. I don't have a handle on his uh, personality so much either. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, I don't know what to do with crucified Ursula. So investigate. <laughs> uh, there's a down ladder. We go down. I go down. Okay. No. Hmm? Yeah, no. Let's do that. All right, you find yourselves in this room, which I will hereby describe. The basement of the level of the tower is dark. That's all you see. Noted. <laughs> Until you light, light a torch. Up. Okay, good. Pretty sure uh, light that torch. The cramped space is empty except for detritus blown in by the wind. Grab a cranium rat. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, turn on your light. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, I mean, ever, look for a secret What's doors? everyone's passive perception these days? Uh, uh, 19, 12, 16, 11. <laughs> Several of you notice that there's a uh, a little breeze coming from the northeast corner. Right, says, check that out. After that, it says characters who succeed on a DC 16 investigation check. So that's never happening. <laughs> uh, eventually, you figure out... You, uh, you um, figure out that there must be a secret door there, yes? Uh, and it's really about figuring out how to open it. Once you know that it exists, right, uh, it takes several rounds of invest. What do you, let me ask you this, without rolling, what do you do to try to find the trigger? I mean, yeah, like where the, the, you know, where the air is coming in, um, just kind of, yeah, poke, poke a stick under there. Try to wipe something <laughs> under there, right? Like, yeah, and then like you know, uh, you know, run your you know, run our hands, or I'll run my hand along the like where I think a, a door might be, uh, or along the edges. Do we have torches? Just hold a torch around it to see if it blows, like, or, or yeah, you've definitely figured out where it is, but it you haven't figured out how to open what it. to do. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so I mean, like, start poking, you know, pressing bricks. Eventually, um, you press a brick that uh, opens it. Good job. You we did, did it. it. You did it without rolling a 16. Good job. Stairs lead down. We did it. <clears throat> Let's go down the stairs. A bold move. Bold nope. and man. So brave. Unexpected. So brave. <laughs> that's how Ballando rolls. That, that's his per- that, that's that his, was the role playing right there? That's his primary personality trait. He goes downstairs. <laughs> I, I mean. He stairs. Man, he's all over the stairs. Yeah, that and the water thing. <laughs> yeah, Wait yeah, until he gets well, to the I water. Mean, logically, you're he's, more likely to find water downstairs Yeah, he's basically a sea level seeker. <laughs> that's <laughs> what I'm hearing. He rolls downhill <laughs> like water. Yeah. <laughs> He really took the whole Bruce Lee be like water thing to heart. Right. Exactly. He, he always goes downhill. Yeah. Getting him to go upstairs is not not easy. Um, so here he is. 
uh, or here you all are in a, what looks like a kind of a natural cavern, although it, the parts of it have definitely been worked by uh, tools. There's a ledge on the um, south there that is like maybe um, five feet up. And then that, that looks like it turns into a passageway or there's kind of a larger passageway here to the um, east and a little bit north, right? Uh, oh, sorry, that's a 20 foot high rock shelf. Just kidding about it being, being five foot. It's definitely 20 foot high. Um, what was the highest passive perception? Was it, a, did I hear a 19 Nin- in 19 there? 19 for 19. Yeah, that's just not, not that impressive. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> they miss a that bunch of things. Ingvar <laughs> thinks he hears whispers down that tunnel. Wait, wait down the ledge tunnel or? Correct, the down the ledge tunnel. Uh, do these sound like careful whispers or? <laughs> or more like careless ones. <laughs> <laughs> What, here's what you hear. <laughs> yeah, I was going to hear. It, 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 but it's whispers, so it's like... It's okay. Where I start singing, I'm never going to dance again. <laughs> it was a trap. <laughs> Mind worm <laughs> trap. <laughs> Um, worm trap. So that's that. Is it down the twenty foot? No, it's twenty foot up. Twenty foot up. Oh. Or, okay. Wait, did I say down? Yeah, I thought you said it was a twenty foot drop. No, sorry, it's it's twenty foot up. Oh okay. yeah. Well, it's, it's well I tell you. them, I'm like, I'll say, listen, I know Bellendor wants to go <coughs> down. Yeah. I do. Oh no, I guess w- it is down. Sorry, looking at <laughs> looking at uh, at other places, it is down. Okay. Such a roller coaster. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> when I go to look at uh, like uh, the other place oh, that leads to that same area, mm-hmm. it stares down. So <laughs> therefore, you are on the up. Okay. It is on the down. Twenty foot drop. Alador is anxious five... to get <laughs> yeah. kind of. Yeah, it's a whole It was either five feet up or twenty feet down. That's <laughs> there's a no, range there. They're so similar. Who can tell? Um, yeah, so I'll be like, hey, I have good news. If we go down, there are whispers down there. <laughs> Do I hear any dripping? <laughs> Make any a water? perception roll. It's an oddly specific thing. <laughs> I'm looking for water, man. <laughs> Got his dowsing rods out. <laughs> I'm on an island. We just came in from the sea. There must be water here somewhere. <laughs> I'm on, a, I'm on an I'm in a tunnel on a beach 50 yards from the sea. <laughs> Gotta find my way to it. Skin is My lips are chapped. Perched. Um you definitely think that it's moister down there. Oh, let's go. I mean that that, that tracks. I, I'm interested in checking out not down there though. I mean, while we are up here, <laughs> interesting Caroline's counterpoint. Like, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, counterpoint. Um, before we go down, but yeah, what if, like, while we're here, we walk ten feet over there <laughs> to see what's there. But Alondor has not considered this point of act, this course of action. I just I don't know. One of those things. I have fine steed that I want to pull out sometime. What? Did you say you have a fine steed? Pull out. <laughs> he has the fine steed uh, paladin spell. Yeah. Is, is, spell. is that like if you're underwater, would you like you know summon a, a, a like a seahorse? Big a big seahorse. Yeah. Right. Yeah. A, a normal sized seahorse. Oh, find. 
Fine, fine steed. A fine steed. I thought you said you had a fine steed. <laughs> I was like, where are you keeping it? He's going to pull it out somebody, don't worry. I'm going to ride it on an elk. <laughs> it's in the water. <laughs> wait till I we get, get there. there. Oh, man. It's like this. Um, you see, it's like this. The long, shadowed cavern ahead of you reeks of sulfur. The walls are covered with a green, viscous ooze. The atmosphere is charged with some malignant force beyond the edge of mortal perception. Uh, from the end of this cave, a raised plinth surmounted by an altar of green stone is uh, vaguely discernible because it glows a little bit. There's also a hallway to the north. I mean, I guess look down the hallway a little bit. How far does it look like it goes? Uh, it looks like there's probably a door on the right. 10, 20, 30. That's about the edge of your torchlight, but you think it might be opening up into a room beyond that? Okay. Well, I mean, I'm not super jazzed to go to the Malignant Force Green Ooze Room. Um, Call yourself an adventurer, do you? I mean, there's no Slarkrathel or anything in here. I don't see any Elithids or anything. I don't know. Do you guys want to go in there? Yeah. Yes, I will go in there. Sure. I mean, you going north or are you going into the room? Let's go north. You're not. That's my. That's my vote. Yep. North. North. All right. You're going north. Okay. Um. Do you try uh, the door or do you continue (laughs) into what looks like an opening into a room? Uh. It looks like this was a storeroom. Um. Not much of worth remains. The dozen or so wooden crates here are covered with a brown fungus sheet. Uh. And uh. Hang on. Well, go ahead and tell me what you're doing. I'm just looking something up, but don't worry about it. It's cool. Um, And then uh, just kind of looking around the the room. I mean, there's definitely crates. That's the kind of thing that Grim loves because, you know, they're loads potentially. Uh, Ingvar is going to check out that door halfway down the hallway. Interesting, interesting. Uh, where, where, you say where's Galron? He got left behind in the cavern. Looks like yeah. um, he he just wanted you guys to take the hallway so he could investigate the green oh. ooze. I want to go himself. down to the water. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, give me both. When you move within, uh, oh, so you you are checking out the door. Sounds like not going into the room. Grim, is that what I'm seeing? No. Yeah, like... I'm right here, and then I'm just like looking into the room. Um... Okay, there's crates covered with some kind of brown fungus. Yeah, Grim's okay. going into the room. Ingvar was going to check out the door. Ingvar's checking out the door, right. The door uh, is locked. It's a stone door, made ah, of stone. My nemesis. <laughs> Foil <laughs> Locked again. doors, yes. Any whispers coming from there? Uh, none that you... Well, uh, go ahead and roll perception. <gasps> You do not perceive any um, whispers. I don't care what you want. You didn't right. perceive them because I said you didn't perceive them. All right. All right. Well, that's... Either there are none or they're very quiet. Okay. Um, are we going into the let's, room? Uh, let's, open the, let's, let's open up a crate. So we're going into the crate room? Sure. There are crates. <laughs> Packed full of minutes. Um, when you come near the... Uh, crates. Grim, I need a, a constitution saving throw from you. As you come near, it draws uh, heat from you, right? It, it is actually colder and colder the closer you get, but at, like the mold sort of comes alive and starts to move towards you a little bit, and you feel the warmth being drawn from your body, so you take uh, 22 cold damage. Mm. Oh. That's that is some frigid... And who's holding your torch? Is it you, Grim? 
probably. Yeah, it it uh, it it immediately expands outward in the direction of the fire, covering a ten foot square area with the source of the fire at the center of that area. Um, so it it definitely uh, is now Thanks. Cover, covering. Throw, throw throw the torch across the room. If it's if it's like coming towards the torch. So there's definitely mold all here now. Yeah. So I throw the torch over into the corner on top of the boxes, the crates over here. Uh, the mold stays where it is and sure. expands over there now too. Oh, sure. That's what it would do. Yeah. Oh, good. Okay. Oh, no, everywhere. Oh, okay. So given that. <laughs> so, so you start right your, away. having started your next turn in the mold. Correct. Um, I need a new DC 12 con save from you. Oh, I don't like that. Uh, okay. Uh, Having succeeded, you only take uh, you take half damage, so you take only eleven cold oh. damage this turn. Well, huzzah! Maybe leave. <laughs> interesting. Interesting. Now I can go. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I can go. What you don't uh, you don't attack it or do anything about it, I other mean, than throw your torch, and now you have no torch. It seems like they like it likes fire. I mean, our torches. <laughs> Maybe it doesn't not, like not, fire. Not the fire part. It <laughs> right. really digs the torch. Really likes the torch part. <laughs> I mean, doesn't Gowron have a light cantrip? No, no, I oh, don't. Okay. Um, I, I have uh, dancing lights. Don't you have a like a staff of thunder and lightning that is always lit or something? I don't know that it's always. Doesn't lit. your paladin have a flaming sword? Yeah, that's probably a really good idea. Okay, um, you know what? Yikes! I hear you. <laughs> Ingvar is going to cast his Wand of Wonder. <laughs> oh, there we go. And for a little divine go. intervention, old school style. What do we got? Uh... <laughs> what did you say? Well, uh, is Fireball. Fireball. I bet it's Fireball. She has darkness. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Is that on you or like on a point <laughs> at the crate? Crate. <sighs> so just... <laughs> neat. So he, th he thinks it was the light causing the problem. <laughs> uh, so Valkyrie uh, thinks that apparently. <laughs> oh, we're all so like, like I, pr I presume <laughs> that's magical darkness that even torches wouldn't be able to penetrate. That's accurate. So that helps maybe. <laughs> uh, what if I cast? Now you light? don't know if there's brown mold coming towards you. <laughs> I'm gonna cast daylight. Does that cancel out magic? <sighs> That's what I'm. Let me see. It has to be a high enough level. I think it has to be like a, a cast at third level. You, well, um, well. I mean, I can dispel it. I think. <laughs> Ingvar believes that the darkness was cast by a god. That's so true. good luck. Over, That's I mean, true. Yeah. You, no. Uh, if this spell's area overlaps with an area of darkness created by a spell of third level or lower, which it, I guess was, then the spell, the spell that created the darkness is dispelled. Okay, oh, so, there you go. so now yes. it's after some shenanigans, you are now back in see a, again. a lit corridor, and, and there's torch light again in the in the other room, and the brown mold has not advanced towards you. Yeah, the darkness okay. is only a fifteen foot radius, so it's not like <laughs> everything so, was pledged to darkness. So you yeah. now have a sixty. You now radiate light in sixty feet. So yeah. give yourself another aura there yeah. that is a 60-foot aura of light. <laughs> They're never going to see us coming, fellas. was <laughs> like, what did you do? <laughs> I just saved us with the darkness. I'm a paladin of the sun god. I do not stand in darkness. In brightest day. 
That's right. So yeah, give yourself um, a beautiful sixty foot whoo radius. I'm trying, but when I fear of light. Oh, there we go. Right. Um, and everyone, it it is brighter than. <laughs> considering you've been in like the darkness of uh, the purple rocks, you know, dim skies for several days. <laughs> <laughs> it really does light the place up, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Oh boy! Sixty feet is a long ways on this map. It sure yes, but that's is. definitely oh, centered on Grim. But I on also Grim's have to head. add in the on other one. The is... cranium rats are like our leader. <laughs> <laughs> I then would have to add in. It goes dim light for another sixty feet. Oh, <laughs> sure. So okay, add that radius. As a different color, yeah. Well, yeah. It, it only gives you two auras. It only it? gives me two auras, but I just want to see what that looks like. Yeah. Does huh? it go around corners and stuff? It does not. It's a, it's centered on him and casts okay. shadows. Um, Bang. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that, yeah. It's a whole map, practically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, okay, like, so it's mold. And that lasts we for can, an hour. So it's mold. We can mm-hmm. see it. It likes mm-hmm. fire. Mm-hmm. Anyone have any other ideas on how to deal with mold in the dungeon? This is like I feel like we should know this by level, level twelve. Characters. Um, <laughs> throw some lightning. No, 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 you, you guys are you guys are I not can... super experienced dungeon crawlers. All right, I'm can, thinking. Uh, yeah, I'm thinking. Like, you're with my, lightning. my lightning. We're kind of, kind of lightning sword, right? Sure. Do the do lightning. Oh, that's right. We, by fiat, yours is not really flame; it's lightning. Right. Yeah. So, what if I hit it with that? Uh, it, nothing happens. Oh. Okay. I'll do um. Uh, snow like snowball swarm that, that causes uh, cold damage. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, presumably. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, looking up the specific bludgeoning. wording here, but <laughs> you say bludgeoning. Um, yeah, is it either cold or bludgeoning? Yeah, co- cold on a failed save. Oh, so it has to do a save. <laughs> <laughs> is it what ability dex? score? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, DC dex. seventeen dex. It failed. <laughs> Seven cold damage. Seven cold. Okay. So draw your five foot radius sphere. Uh, sure. Well, you don't don't bother drawing it. Okay. Where the where that happened, the 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 mold disappears completely. Okay. Uh, I mean, all right. Uh, <laughs> let's leave. Um, no. <laughs> you know, put that in your notes. Cantrip. Put that in your notes. Brown mold, no likey cold. That, uh, um, that works for me. I, I've got I've got a frostbite cantrip. You can probably clear the room, given some time. Yeah, you, you should do that. Just totally do that. They all have to make a con save. <laughs> I mean, eventually clear it so out, right? Yeah, three d six cold damage to an area. It's it, to it's a five foot creature. Rate. To form on one creature that you can see within range. Is it considered <laughs> is it, one? Is it mold? one creature or is it really a colony? Keep going, Ingvar. You forever. Kill, you kill one, one cell of mold at a time. <laughs> that is a creature. Uh, no, you pretty you pretty quickly clear the room of brown mold. Good job. Our hero. Gain a level. Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Just Ingvar. We Um, (laughs) defeated my most fearsome of enemies, (laughs) the mold on some crates. We still haven't we still haven't defeated that locked door, but <laughs> well, that's, that's next level the moldy stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's, you can't be expected to do that at level twelve. All around us. <laughs> now that the mold's gone, let, I want to check in the crates. It's in them. Do you? Yeah. All right. In the crates, um... keys, to locks. 
Skeleton key. Straight one. Six robes embroidered with a seaweed and tentacle design around the arms. We hey. each wear a robe. I like that. Immediately. I need some sort of... Some <laughs> we are now cultists of the seaweed. Grimms is like stretching and tearing over his cloaks and his red dragon scale. Two. Fourteen boxes containing ten purple candles each. Candles? Purple, purple ones. candles? Purple yep. ones. That's why the brown mold was sure they're totally innocuous. Crate three, a set of navigators tools, a brass spyglass covered in verdigris that is always cold to the touch, uh, three books of astrology and astronomy, and hundreds of pieces of parchment detailing constellations and complex star maps. Hmm. Dibs. <laughs> I heard a dibs in there. That'll be your summer spyglass because it's always cool. <laughs> right. Oh. <laughs> you know it. Uh, seasonal spyglasses that you, you know you really arrived when the when you've got that kind of thing going on in your nautical uh, campaign when you get there you know eight four a bronze gong three feet in diameter a matching hammer and a wooden box with bronze crack and clasp do you open the box probably good mouse is in here he would just start banging on it uh he would get yeah. it on banging a gong yeah yeah <laughs> Uh, yeah, let's say Ingvar yeah, opens the box. What's in the box? What's in uh, the box? <laughs> you find uh, what looks like a ring. Oh, okay. I put it and on. And on, on the ring, it it looks like there's um, a depiction of a comet. A comet? Hmm. Okay, cool. Yeah, I put it on. Okay. Does Doctor, why don't you put that on? He does. Like he did it. Then it'll eject. <laughs> Shoot across the room. <laughs> that's how I know. Uh, that's how you know. <laughs> Like how life would like emerge from that <laughs> from the kraken, <laughs> the kraken, <laughs> from the belly of the kraken. Let me yes. read you some description. Um, while wearing this ring in dim light or darkness, this would have been handy years ago. You can cast dancing lights and light from it at will. Oh. Well, you know. Casting either spell from the ring requires an action. It also has six <laughs> charges for the following other properties. Regains 1d6 expended charges daily at dawn. You can expend one charge as an action to cast fairy fire from the ring. Oh, that's good. Uh, you can expend two charges to create one to four three-foot diameter spheres of lightning. The more spheres you create, the less powerful each sphere is individually. Each sphere appears in an unoccupied space you can see within 120 feet of you. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, basically, it's a ring of shooting stars. And nice. you can shoot those to do lightning damage. Does you can also expend one to three charges uh, to launch a glowing mote of light at a point you can see within 60 feet. Uh, each creature within a 15-foot cube originating from that point is showered in sparks and must make a DC 15 deck saving throw, taking 5d4 fire damage on a failed save or half as much damage on a successful one. Nice. Does it require attunement or? It actually, uh, this one automatically uh, and immediately attunes to you. Oh, it, I, I already have all my attunement slots filled. Does that mean I have to get it rid of one? It takes the place or? of one of them. You choose which. Great. Okay. Hmm. I might actually have a space or something. I think. Yeah, yeah. It's on uh, Ingvar's hand, though. It's on Ingvar's hand. Um. So I think what happens is my Eldritch Claw tattoo like falls out. Yeah, so when you have a, a, a t when you're attuned to a tattoo, when you unattune from it, then it basically comes off into a needle, and someone else can can use that needle if they attune to the tattoo. Then then basically the needle turns into the tattoo on their body. Okay, a small so, needle clatters to the ground. Okay, all dibs on that. Well, you went. Oh, I'll magic pick it up. tattoo. What, what were you doing with Starbucks? It but no. 
It was my Eldritch Claw tattoo. What, what, what does that do? It, it allows you to make to uh, melee attacks from like 15 feet away instead of five. What? Have you ever done that? <laughs> I think yeah. Ben could actually come in handy with. I don't remember. So. I, I, I used to, you used to use it. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, I don't do a whole lot of melee attacks, and, and I try not to anyway. Oh, I, I think if I have a slot, I would take that because that would be hey, ideal. Yeah, you're more used to range attack or reach attacks than I am. So yeah. Okay. I'd, I'd forget all the time, for sure. Yeah, I have. Um, so what is that called? Here, I'm, I'll post it in Slack. <clears throat> okay. So I no longer have that, and I have this ring instead. Yep. Sure, it's fine. Rock on. But it is um it is cursed also. You can't take it off. Oh. And uh a further property will be revealed at an appropriate sweet. Or you can chop your hand off. <laughs> finger off. You can be for your finger. I mean finger dingbar. Garrod's like looks like we gotta chop your arm off dude. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I'll do it. <laughs> now to deal with the uh, most dangerous of foes, the locked door. What do you do? <laughs> if anything, just shrug, move on. Mouse was uh, uh, able to use thieves' tools, and Galron used to have knock, but neither of those things is available anymore. <laughs> That's true. I, I figured no, we would I never actually... see not locked doors because we kept not seeing them. <laughs> oh, I actually took a proficiency with thieves' tools. What? Um, for one of the levels, in as like there was something that allowed you to change your proficiency or something. Rim did? Yeah. I mean, it's just a dex check. Like I suck at it, but at least they have its own check. Crim's like, hey, guys, out of the way. I got this. <laughs> I've been practicing for a few minutes. Yeah. Evangeline taught me a trick or two. Don't worry. <laughs> she was really good at this. She was really good. <laughs> really good. <laughs> All right. So is the thing it... was like on paper, she was really good at that. Yeah. Yeah. Just the execution. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 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 All my characters are better in paper than they are when I play them. We know this. I wonder why that is. <laughs> it's unknowable. <laughs> Man. Um, so how do I do this? Like, just, you, just, you just roll, roll decks. decks. Okay. Just, with the modifier. With proficiency. Yeah, with proficiency. Yeah. So effectively a deck save. Hey. Click. What? <laughs> or clicks. Woot woot. So Evangeline must have been a good teacher. She yes. was. <laughs> Those who can't do. Um, inside this cramped chamber are three wheel-like contraptions made of tarnished metal. The angular devices consist of balls of copper connected by thin rods of steel. Attached to each is a crank and chain. The chamber walls display myriad constellations rendered in shells and corals. Do you want to reveal the room? Oh, yeah, maybe. Mm, that was going to be bigger. <laughs> what do you do? Go in. Okay. All right. Um, are you? It looks like each of the three wheels can be rotated with the cranks. Um, yeah, and I'm pretty sure I knew what Mouse would do here, but Palindor. He's <laughs> a whole different follow of wax, yeah. yeah. It's unknowable. Is there any, is there any water here? No, I don't There's think no so. Way, no way to know. Yeah. <laughs> no water, no stairs. Next. Um, do you try yeah. to match things up with the star maps uh, that... Uh, you discovered in one of the crates? Sure. Absolutely. Yeah, let's do that. I would like an intelligence check, Galron. <laughs> oh, 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 I was... I'll, I'll even let it be an arcana <laughs> check. 
Oh, okay. Arcana. That's way... Why am I proficient in Arcana? Oh, I'm a sorcerer. <laughs> 16. Yeah, 16. Okay. Um, yeah, you figure out that by looking at some of the star charts that you discovered and the constellations on the walls, you figure out that... Um, uh, 16, you know that the machinery, you understand the machinery is currently depicting a constellation uh, that is on one of the star charts you found uh, called the Tendrils of Hadar. Okay. Yeah. Um, and you recognize that the wheels can be rotated to form the arrows of the gods or uh, the crown or the mm -hmm. Tendrils of Hadar, or you can mess them up so that it's not depicting any constellation. You also know, based okay. on your extremely good understanding of all this, all of a sudden, yeah. uh, that um, Tendrils of Hadar is uh, often considered an evil constellation associated with the Far Realm. Uh, and, and, and that's the and, one and, it currently uh, looks like? Uh -huh. It's currently okay. set to that. Um, and the uh, arrows of the gods indicate true east uh, to people in the north of Faron, and uh, the arrows of the gods are also associated with raiding and war, and the crown is said to be a good omen, a promise of riches to come. And so, you, like, it could be, like, rotated into those It can be rotated in, into one of those three positions, or scrambled to, 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 to pick none of them. I mean, the, the good omen one sounds good. I mean, not to sound dumb here, but, like, the crown, <laughs> like... I mean, so, okay, so I'll rotate it from one to, like, to the, to the crown. Does anything happen? Uh, when you do, let's see what happens. <laughs> um, nothing immediately seems to happen. Okay. Actually, hang on. So you feel a little bit different, less oppressed. It, it okay. was kind of, you know, nasty in here before. I mean, it still is uh -huh. nasty in here, but it feels less nasty. Okay. As though an effect that was affecting you, but you didn't know was affecting you, is no longer affecting you. Yay! <laughs> good! I feel better. I feel better. Feel I feel better. good about I feel good about that. That's what... That, yeah. I feel like we made the right choice. Is it everybody or just God? I made yeah, the right choice. Everybody, everybody feels God. better when he does that. Yeah. Well, yeah. This is the smartest thing you've ever seen Galran do, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I trained for this arcana. I didn't know you could read. I, I, I knew that. <laughs> it's mostly pictures. It's Star Trek. That, that, uh, there you go. That, that, that tracks. Okay. Okay. Um, thing else in the room besides that? I mean, no. I, I, th I think that does it look like a door on the far east? Oh yeah, there's uh, a part, the Yeah, there's another door over there. Okay. It's locked. <laughs> Grim. <laughs> we need we need our rogue. Come on in. He's too busy casting. Oh, not twenty. <laughs> what? He's on a roll. Oh, tell you. Hey he uh, reveals a corridor. Good job. <laughs> Everything's yellow. Sure is. It was all yellow. <laughs> it really was. Um, You're casting some bright, bright light, Grim. Time for stealth rolls. No, just kidding. It was a joke. Oh, well, glowing. I mean, it's too late. He's mega glowing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I take the hide action. <laughs> right. Where did he go? Uh, you're going back down into the lovely P4? Yes. Mm -hmm. um, okay. Uh, yeah. Long shadow. <laughs> uh, the 
cavern reeks of sulfur. The walls are covered in green viscous ooze. Um, there, the I was going to say the atmosphere is charged with some malignant force beyond the edge of mortal perception. But that's no longer true. Ooh. You don't feel that anymore. Uh, cool. And there's a raised plinth surmounted by an altar of green stone. And there's definitely uh, two two statues back, you know, towards the hallway area. You see uh, off stars to the west there. of us. Mm-hmm. These are statues. Yep. Okay. And this is an kind of an altar and statue situation. And there's some tapestries or curtains. Really, one hesitates to call them tapestries as there's no real picture pattern. Is this? Are these like alcoves or are these tapestries? Those are alcoves. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. And in fact, uh, oh no. Okay. Yep. Uh, is there anything worth examining over here on this? Uh, Actually, are you looking in an alcove? Yeah. So this, the one, the top. Yeah. So, um, veteran players will remember these seven pointed starfish that keep kept showing up in Leylon. Yeah. There there's like man sized seven pointed starfish made up of thousands of seven pointed starfish in the alcove and they attack. They roll. They, yeah. They, as soon as he looks at in one, the, every alcove has one, they all start to come out. What? The I've statted them. One? I've put them here as ochre jellies, but they're, they're big old starfish. Oh, ochre jellies. Yeah, it, it's um, it's initiative. Right. Hang on, let me let me destroy your old initiatives. There we go. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> what? Or we could, I mean, we could stop it here as a cliffhanger if you prefer. I might prefer that. I've got. Yeah. Yeah. I know the tunnel is it's kind of late. Okay. We're surrounded by starfish. <laughs> <We're>, <laughs> the, the starfish of Leyland have returned. Uh, they're coming out of the walls at you. Um, and we're gonna. Uh, it's unexpected. We're gonna pause there. Wow. Who who uh... in the other campaign rolled in that one? That's <laughs> that's what happened. Is is over in Leyland? Somebody rolled in that one, and and their GM was like, "Would you like to succeed instead?" They're like sure. And they're like, "Yeah." Like why wouldn't we? And uh, they were like, "Okay, roll a d8." And they rolled uh, whatever number, and uh, suddenly it got worse here. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Over to you, Mike. This is the end. Whoop, whoop.